0: what we're saying is that this is our show is the equivalent to live the exact same it's exact same all, thing it's the exact same show and in this scenario I guess I am I Regis no wait I'm Regis and you're Kathy mm-hmm. Lee and then Casey's Gellman. Everybody. Hello. Therapist. I'm going to pay Lita right now. I forgot <laughs> earlier. Um, You're going to pay your bills right now. <laughs> I just have to pay my therapist. <laughs> do you do oh, that yeah. right after okay. therapy? I have to because um, I said already starting off. Sorry. Very salty with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but You need to fucking take it down because I can't. I can't. I'm not in a place. I can't deal with it. This is Shantira's day. You're going to have to check the saltiness. I'm not, not having it. I'm not, fucking, not, not today! No, what? I was just going to
1: say I was a little salty because you hate counting down before we start the podcast. But when we don't count down, it's a disaster to try to edit the podcast. So it's just a small little thing to save us several hours. And so,
0: you know, just a little thing. Well, I just, just I feel little, like we I feel thing. like we never count synced up, so I know. but it doesn't matter because we can you know. You don't need we to find where it starts. You're right. <laughs> exactly. I paid Lita, we counted down, but most importantly, it's Shantira's last show Her for big now. day.
1: For now, for, for the now. time being. <laughs> Shintyres had such a big week because she has week. like a big appearance in <laughs> Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, the movie that everybody's talking about.
2: Yeah, I got to be in that movie for two minutes, y'all.
0: <laughs> I remember when you got it. I was so excited.
2: I yeah, I mean, I went to Mexico in 2019 and then it was supposed to come out the weekend of my birthday last year, but then Ugh. they pushed it a. Like another nine months. So I didn't tell anybody anything. Hollywood break, you guys. You don't have to do this. But I don't tell anybody anything until the ink is dry, the check has been cashed, or I have officially made the cut and people have seen it. <laughs> so nobody well, really knew about this little cameo.
3: <laughs> I mean, I knew I because knew
0: we talked about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's, it's smart because also our friend Tom Lank was in that movie and he was cut out yeah oh really I didn't know that
2: yeah they cut him out it's true even on the day that it like premiered my friend in Amsterdam like watched it before I even made a post and she was like you are in it and I was like okay I'll post oh my god that's hilarious
1: Our friend Juan, who listens to the podcast, he also let me know. He's like an entertainment reporter in Puerto Rico. And so he told me a couple weeks ago, Shantira has a whole scene. He messaged me on Instagram.
3: Woo.
0: But see, even um, then, I was like, it could get cut. I'm very excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm super it's excited
2: to watch it. You guys, it costs money. It costs $19.99 to rent. Uh, I don't make the rules. I have n- no way of getting it to you for free, but it is good. The movie's good. And I think that's what a thing too, because like you ever like, if you are a performer, you'll be like, hey man, you ain't gotta go to this. You don't have to pay for that. Like I was like, it's good. Please watch it. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> 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 it's like, uh, sorry, but I think it's worth twenty dollars. It's really funny. I think a lot of people liked it. I had a really good time. Also, everybody on that movie set was so fucking nice. Oh, Kristen was great. so great. Annie was so great. They were so nice to me. I was only there for um, on set for like one day. Kristen came into my, um, they had to cover up all my tattoos. So uh, she came in there (laughs) when they were covering up all my tattoos and talked to me for like 20 minutes. They were so kind. They improvised. I had really no idea what was going to be in the movie. So it was a wonderful experience. And those ladies were so great to me. So if you're wondering what those two women are like,
0: they're very nice they're just the greatest. <laughs> now, Kristen Tol- Wig and I have been friends for many years and but like mm. the kind of friends were like I I haven't seen her in a long time. Well, wait, I guess the pandemic, no one's seen anyone in a long time. Yeah. But like <laughs> we, you know like we have had dinner, but like we're not like besties, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. and like when she was filming Wonder Woman, I don't think I like the, I, we didn't email or text or anything Whatever she was gone she was like gone mm-hmm. And that was the year we were Doing busy tonight Yes and I saw her At some point when she came back. I don't even remember when this was exactly Because what is time and what it, does it matter But I just bring this up to tell you That she was like oh my god I, I'm so glad I'm seeing you Do you know that I watched your show every night In England when I was filming wonder woman because it was always on on the on this like one channel <laughs> at like I would get home and it would be on and it like made me feel so it made me feel like I was at home like because Aww. it's you and the way that you talk and you know whatever so she was a full busy tonight fan from England I loved that I know, which we love. Oh, she was that's- so great. It's
2: like they say never meet your idols, but she's like a wonderful, kind person. I had so much fun. Also, we were in Mexico, and the snacks, uh, R.I.P. Crafty, those Mexican snacks, y'all, I don't know what to tell you, America. stepped up. Mexico <laughs> Listen, has the a fucking Mexican, crafty game
0: on yeah. fucking point. But you know me, <laughs> I will take, I grew up in Arizona, you know I will take a chip, salsa, guacamole moment over almost any other, I would say it really was. They had—I'm
2: still trying to find them. They had these like—you know—I don't do spice because I have the stomach of an 85-year-old man. But they had <laughs> these like peanuts wrapped in like candy with um, what's it called? T- tahini What's that little spice? Tahin. They tajin, Tahin yeah. They like put yeah. some of that on these nuts, and I was like do I need to move to Mexico they were so good I only had them for like um that day and I put a bunch in a paper bag because at the end of the day I am Florida trash and I flew them back to America with me
0: (laughs) uh speaking of your GERD yes this brings us to our first message for Shantira from our listeners (laughs) we'll pepper them throughout the show I think yay when the moment is opportune Casey feel free to jump in if you see an opening. I know you have the messages as well. Ooh. I do. Um, this is from someone named T. Thank you, T. Because this is advice for Shantira's GERD. I'm not on oh, Instagram. Wow. Not sure how to get in touch with Shantira. Please pass along this message. <laughs> I'm just a normal person, not a doctor, not selling you anything. Just from one human to another. You've mentioned your struggles with GERD. And a goal not to be on the meds for it. Thank you. I've had the same struggles and goal. I finally achieved it. And I thought I'd share how I got there. (gasps) After traditional Western medicine and years of prescriptions failed me, here's what I did. I worked with a naturopath who helped me do all of the following. Keep a food diary. Find your triggers. Once you find them, you don't have to eliminate them. But you learn when and how to manage them. Take natural supplements after two months on them. I weaned off prescriptions and was fully off all prescriptions within a year. Now I totally manage my GERD using my supplements uh, as needed and I'm symptom free after a decade of GERD pain. And then she included Ooh. the supplements, which is DGL. Don't 'em don't tell them. Oh, okay. Just all just right. send it to me
2: because we don't want anybody taking it and then getting mad at us. <laughs>
0: Uh um, oh, right right, right. Okay, <laughs> that's a <good> point.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, cuz somebody's going to take it and then who knows. But send it to me, I will try
0: it. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for email.
2: Right tea? now, yes. thank you. Um yes, shout out to everybody who sent me GERD information. It's been very helpful. I like um uh okay, this is so wild. So, uh I had someone come to my house and like move my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know like an acupuncturist? type like person? a uh, like a like a chiropractor like they can they can pull your remember i told you i was gonna get my, my fucking stomach pulled down uh, yes because yeah. I, I watch like a hundred thousand million um chiropractic videos you guys i love them i think they're so cathartic i like to watch people get relief all over the place like primarily in texas the cracking a lot, of, a lot of texans get their backs cracked um uh, uh but i did this thing also like don't sue me uh i, I did uh <laughs> it's called visceral mal- manipulation uh, uh-huh. massage therapist and basically i like to think about it like a, like a cat kind of doing uh uh kneading the bread if you kneading will biscuits <laughs> yeah. kneading biscuits uh <laughs> i um got someone to like help move my stomach so like i went to a doctor my western medicine doctor who's fantastic you're great doc uh and i was like my Gerd's out of control and um he just upped my prescription which i didn't think was the i was like i don't think that's it like they're always like lose weight get a give you more drugs and i'm like i don't need to do either of those things so like truly this is (laughs) the story like i got my breast reduction and like I'm literally like a half an inch taller than I was before. Like all of my yeah. my back and my neck all straightened out because I've been hunched over forever. And I was like, I think that when I stood up straight, like my esophagus pulled my stomach. Which like I'm not a doctor, but I was like, it seems logical that if you're hunched over for 15 years and then you straighten up, everything moves. Also, for people who don't know, when you get a breast reduction. Um, the weight on my chest was gone so that my lungs can literally take in more oxygen. So my I just lungs breathed
0: and deeper. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but <laughs> yes. as you were saying it, I, I was hearing it. it.
2: Yes. So my lungs and my ribs are expanding. And I was like, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like when your ribs move and your lungs expand, like things can be shifting around. And my stomach was hurting really bad. And then I like got my stomach moved over and my esophagus stretched and I feel way better and I think that if anybody out there feels bad about their body like sometimes you're right
0: (laughs) but wait can I ask you a question about this because I do occasionally I get or I used to get it a lot last year Mm -hmm. lymphatic drainage massage and yeah they spend a great deal of time in my body cavity and it feels like they're like moving stuff around yeah, they probably are. I mean like <laughs> But it's really saw, soft and gentle. It's it like really pawing. Is. It's pawing. Yeah.
2: It's just like kinda like the cat doing yeah. the, the I, I really felt like that. And um I want because the doctor was like he was going to do another endoscopy on me and they're like a thousand bucks and I have to go under anesthesia and be out of work for the whole day and I was like I don't know man I'm gonna let somebody move my stomach before we do all that and he moved it and I feel better (laughs) so I mean I'll keep you posted
0: is it the kind of thing where like you got adjusted do you have to continue to get adjusted because like if you're a person who goes I've gone periodically to chiropractors throughout my life like if you're a person who kind of needs their body to be adjusted every once in a while um sometimes you have to like keep going back and keep doing it right so is that what's gonna happen with the stomach
2: i think that i will and like my partner said it best it was more like a triage not like a okay this is a steady thing we're gonna be doing all the time like okay my stomach was fucking killing me I think it has been shifting for over a month and like it didn't matter how many milligrams of fucking omeprazole I took. That wasn't the thing. So like, I think my major thing was like my body is different (laughs) and like I made some adjustments, uh, in suit and i think that like i will continue to see them but also like i haven't gotten adjusted or done anything in a year and like usually even on your worst case scenario when people who like don't get massages they'll go like once a year once every six months for your birthday for mother's day and i think this year has been really traumatic for people who like get adjusted or get a massage or treat themselves to facials because like we've all like most of the stuff that we do to take care of ourselves is like outside of the house. Like well, we sure. go to the movies, we go to dinner, <laughs> we go to a doctor's office to get somebody. We see to our the friends. Yes, yeah, so I think that like just seeing that guy for the first time in over a year. Like, I think that it was, like, my body was, like, okay, this will do for now. (laughs) So, uh, we'll see. If I go back to him, I'll I'll keep you guys posted. But he was great. I felt way better. I don't have to get an endoscopy. And, obviously, like, I believe that, like, when it comes to your body, like, Western medicine, especially here, like, I did everything – like that first I went to my doctor I got a new prescription I like stopped eating um everything that I like and drank like warm water and ate beans for like a week like I seriously was like I'm not gonna eat anything I'm gonna see what it is and it wasn't anything I was eating it was literally just like I have a new body and my organs <laughs> are
0: moving around mm-hmm. so like you know i felt really good I think that's interesting. That. Weird stuff happens like that post-pregnancy for women, too. And you just mm-hmm. have to, like, your body, like, everything's in different places. And it takes a minute to, like, for your body to settle. It's like an old house, kind of, maybe. Yeah. that you, like, <laughs> put a new floor in. And then you have to wait because the house has to settle with the new floor in it. Is that, yeah, is that a I, good analogy? I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean.
2: it was a whole month. Because, like, I had my surgery. And I was like, I feel great. And then, like, literally, like, I've been standing up, not like a little hunchback, for the first time in a, over a decade. And my stomach was like, we usually are down here. Why are you pulling me up here? <laughs> you, you really doing? do look <laughs> taller. You look I taller. Am. Also, like, uh, I know Your you guys neck. are in but, like, but my neck, it looks like I got a little nip-tuck on my neck because you really everything, do. Pulled, <laughs> it, it all pulled back. I, it's wild. Really, I, it's really wild. Bodies are wild, but... I am like I'm like my girlfriend used to be taller than me, but now I'm taller than her.
3: <laughs> what?
0: Mm. Legit because I like grew grew, so it's pretty funny. Um <laughs> well Shantira's uh leaving us for a time and you will be back to check I in. Will. People are very sad, I want you to know. Myself leading the charge.
2: I know, but I'm <laughs> gonna be around. I'll still be on the interwebs and then people be DMing me. I'll, I'll be talking to y'all.
3: <laughs> and and
0: we can we can always catch you on the Amber Ruffin show. Mm-hmm. T- t- can you tell anybody else the can you tell people the other exciting show that you're writing for? I can, for? but
2: like I but just you don't didn't want tell anybody about it. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it until the end of when I work on it. I might say something, but like right now I'm just gonna work on it and then Okay.
0: Just, but you got another really exciting writing job that you're <laughs> yeah, enjoying a lot. Yeah, I got lot. another
2: job. I am. I'm liking a lot. But now I have two full time writing jobs. I basically that's a lot, right? From seven in the morning to like four thirty in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> and also, yeah. hopefully, Saved by the Bell is going to come back.
2: Oh yeah, Saved by the Bell is coming back. But full disclosure to everyone out there, I love you, but I will not be coming back to Saved by the Bell because the schedule doesn't work out for the job I have now
3: oh Got the new it. job
0: or amber ruffin job
2: oh the new job so okay. i cannot um i cannot do everything turns do, out you can't everything. write on every
0: show you can't, I can't do write everything on, i
2: can't do everything so like i won't be back like right now i don't think so i mean like if they wanted me to come do punch-ups at the end of that season you mm-hmm. know keep it open but right now i, I wouldn't be able to because the schedule overlaps
0: um elizabeth berkeley <laughs> texted me and she was like I really would love to like come on the podcast at some point, and I just like would love it if it was when Shintyra is there because. And I was like, okay, yeah, I love Aww. her. I love her. Back. She's the greatest.
3: She's the Aww. nicest. We, the nicest we chat person. In
2: um, we chat via Instagram sometimes. She's yeah. so nice. This is how nice Elizabeth Berkeley is. Yeah, like the nicest. When, literally the nicest. Uh, I don't know what the equivalent to improv is to anybody else but like anybody you know in your life who's ever done local theater that you did not want to go to and hasn't invited you this is how nice elizabeth berkeley is because i brought up that i did improv this is before the panini and she was like tell me when and i will come and i was like you don't have to do that because improv is you're elizabeth berkeley you don't have to come do watch my musical (laughs) improv she was like that sounds fun I want to come gave me her phone number and demanded me tell her. And then the panini happened. But the, the thing is, she's so nice. She would go see local improv.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how she, she would. I love
1: that. <laughs> but also
0: I'm sure she just really liked you. Yeah. She oh, really absolutely. liked you. And she's, she's a really so nice. Genuinely sweet person. We met through mm-hmm. mutual friends years ago. We go to the same facialist in LA. We would see each other at the facialist from time to time. Every time I run into her, I like, seriously, every time I run into her, I just adore her. And she's, she's so nice. A lovely, lovely, wonderful human. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, so that's we can't exactly tell you what job Shinjiro is doing. You'll find out someday. You'll you find out you, someday. You fine. keep watching her social media <laughs> <needs> and uh, <laughs> and keep watching Amber Ruffin's show and keep following on Insta and we're going to we're lining up some guest co-hosts that are going to be stepping Ooh. in from time to time. And then and then like we're just going to do we're going to we're going to play it like uh, Kelly Ripa when Michael Strahan left and just like revolve <laughs> revolving door. Oh, they also you. did it. I guess they also did that when. uh, Whoever left like Regis, right? Oh, did yeah. They do it when yeah. Regis left? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They did a bunch of Kelly, rotations. Kelly's had to do it quite a they few did times. It. They did it when, I think, when Kathy Lee left Regis.
0: Yes. They did That's it. They the, first did it when tradition. Kathy
1: Lee left Regis.
0: This is essentially, guys, what we're saying is that this is our show is the equivalent to live. <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> it's exact all, same thing. Almost the exact same show. And in this scenario, I guess I am I Regis? No, wait. I'm Regis and you're Kathy Mm. Lee, and then Casey's Gelman. (laughs) No, like isn't
3: Gelman in charge of everything? The
1: guy that stands there and annoys everyone.
0: No, no, Gelman in charge of everything. Okay, Casey, you're really PMSing today, or something is happening. You're like seriously on one. What the fuck is happening? All right, Casey. What's happening? <gasps> Tell us what's happening. Nothing's nothing's happening. Why are you annoyed at me? Just, what did you? What did I? What have I done? Did I'm I do not something? Annoyed at you? Okay, I'm not annoyed just, at you. Did you hit a I'm wall? Just like with my
1: normal amount of salty,
0: you're, I guess. <laughs> Shantira, back me
1: up. I think I've she's, hit a wall with everything.
2: Here's the thing. I think Gelman's in charge of everything. and makes a lot of money. I, I think you're Regis. I don't know if I'm Kelly. I feel like I might be, honestly, I feel more like a, um, what's his name from American Idol? What's his name?
0: Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. You are like Ryan, Ryan Seacrest because you have like 4,000 jobs.
2: Because I have 4,000 jobs. That's right. And, and, and a decent shoe game.
0: Yeah. So, that's and, you, and you're and Seacrest because you're like, not only am I doing these like on camera jobs, Barb and Star, but I'm also behind the scenes. American Idol producing the shahs of sunset wait now I'm now I'm <laughs> conflating all of the things but then also I'm doing the thing that like is my my technical talent i.e. you're writing on multiple shows i.e. he hosts multiple things multiple shows yeah you are secret you're a secret you're a full a fucking secret there you go I'm a full-blown secret baby <laughs> full and show. I am What's the other guys name I am a Kelly Ripa because I'm you like you truly are yeah, I'm an actress who likes to host things. <laughs> and
1: she's been yeah. doing it since she was a teenager. Just same. Like you. Did you? Did either of you ever do any soap opera stuff?
0: I auditioned for a soap opera. Mm. I which one? I didn't get it. which one which one no I don't know I don't remember (laughs) it was back it was back uh before I got Freaks and Geeks it was like one of my first auditions I auditioned for a soap opera my very first audition ever was for the Angelina Jolie movie Girl Interrupted whoa oh yeah who are you supposed to be I auditioned for the part that Elizabeth Moss played the girl who was burned
2: Okay, I don't oh, okay. remember her, because I just remember Winona, and then I remember uh, R.I.P. Brittany, uh, Murphy, and then Angelina. Those are the mm. three that I remember the most from that movie.
0: Elizabeth Moss was like a small supporting role in it, and she was like the girl that had burns all over her face and her, her hands face, or yes. something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and that.
2: But like not right now, mm. it's not really 2021. I'm not really in the mood for girl. And yeah, girl I'm Day. not either.
1: We'll <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's a little I might just go a to a little Wikipedia. too dark.
2: Do you guys ever do that? Whenever you think about a movie and you're like, I don't think I wanna watch <laughs> this, but I'll just go read the Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> Everything no. lately, I feel like do you know how like when you have like a sensitive stomach and you look in the fridge and you're like, Better not eat it that, better not eat yeah. that. That's how I am with entertainment right now. Yes. I like just look at the menu and I'm like, Oh, I can't have that right now. Nope, nope, that's not gonna work for me. So no. I'm very like sensitive toward entertainment at the that's moment. That's
2: how I feel. This is why I don't watch reality TV, because it makes me it makes my stomach hurt. It makes me, me so too. sad. Yeah. I don't like it. That's why I only watch Blown Away. Like It has to be very low stakes. My girlfriend (laughs) right now is watching The Joker for work, and I was like, you got to watch that by your fucking self. I'm never going to be in a
0: place to watch that. I'm not in the mood. (laughs) I don't think I never saw The Joker, but I also just feel like you wouldn't fucking stand for that movie anyway like i just feel like i would no. i have no interest in this bullshit
2: i just like but i also got the idea just from i I get it i've seen enough batman movies but i also know like have you ever seen like the 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 tint of a movie like the whatever the filter of that movie is i was like (laughs) i was like emotionally, I'm not in a place to watch that filter for two hours. Like, I just know that it's, like, Like grimy and not my vibe. So, whenever he was coming down the stairs, I was like, that filter looks like it's gonna make me upset. So, I did not watch it. So, that's what I feel about the Joker. Also, do not come at me, Joker. He won an Oscar. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean...
1: (laughs) I'm not interested. It's also... It's also kind of the king of comedy, right? So it's like very... The Joker is very similar to the king of comedy. What's the king of comedy? The king of comedy is um, a really old movie about a guy who aspires to be a talk show host. Um, Sandra Bernhard was in it. Um, And he just sort of like cracks up and... Yeah, it's it's basically the Joker, but it's just a g- about a guy who aspires to like be a late night talk show host, kind of. Who
0: directed That's the really Joker? Hard. Is it Darren Aronofsky? Did he direct it? No, no it's, it's the Todd guy who did Phillips. the Hangover. It's the Todd guy who Phillips. did the Hangover. Yeah, Jesus both Christ. both like <laughs> very self serious, annoying white guys.
2: Yes,
3: both I of can't those remember
2: guys. <laughs> he was. I I just remember that like he was like really mad. He was like, I can't do Hangovers anymore because comedy's changed and that sucks and i was like well you could do a hangover and you could just adjust your comedy to so the way that society something society respects now but i guess go off and then he made the joker and yeah. now he's more successful than ever so it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> not if they are white dude no
2: no wait is there General anything is that i've King. seen that that i like like we're always i don't want to talk about fucking stupid Todd phillips uh i really i do love blown away uh, I love this glass blowing show. Check it out. First I want to watch I, it.
1: First season, even that one's too tense for me. Shantira,
2: really? The first season's nice because because it ends the way I think everybody wanted to. That's why I like the first yeah.
3: season. Mm. Uh,
2: but like, uh, I really like Blown Away, and then Barbers Star is really good. And then I watched the 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 Gen Z what's the fucking all the boys I loved before always in forever the third installment of that movie I watched it yesterday and you know what it it was good it was good enough for oh me God, to they have have had three <laughs>
1: installments of that
2: yes because I feel
1: the, like the first one was just like a month ago
2: I thought that it took longer for them to come out but you're right the last one came out like last year people liked it so much they really turned it out
0: did I tell you guys about how I thought that Mar- well. How I thought that the Tiger Woods documentary was about the was a serial killer documentary. Did I did I talk about this? No. <laughs> no.
2: But like no. I didn't people didn't really explain a lot about it either. They were just like Tiger and I was like, what's this about? And then okay, I realized it's no. Tiger
0: Woods. <laughs> Basically what happened is that I don't like watching at this point in my life, I have I I'm like you, Shantira. Like, I won't watch things. That are scary, that are upsetting, unnecessarily. Like, I don't I just put want to put something nice. Yeah, I don't want to put like bad ideas, thoughts. I don't want the images from crime scenes in my brain. Yeah. I don't want to watch that shit anymore. I watched a lot of it like in my 20s and maybe, yeah, yeah early we've 30s. All, I guess. We've
2: all had an SVU run
0: yes Everybody I mean my SVU run oh, I sure. told you about this where Emily <laughs> BB at one point came home from work when we were living together and she was like you have to stop watching SVU <laughs> and I was like why <laughs> um and she was like because you like sit like you're like losing your shit and I guess I had like gone for a walk with Henry our dog that we shared R.I.P. Henry and uh and I was in my head thinking about all the DNA that I could leave behind if I got snatched.
3: <laughs> and I shared that
0: with Emily. I was like, and I she was like thought, like, I could, like, scratch my nails on the ground and you would fuck. And she's like, what <sighs> the fuck? You have to stop watching SVU. But anyway. Yeah. so but, but also, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's good to think like that. You have to, I like... Mean- <laughs>
2: I feel like everybody's done it. It's like, how would I escape this train? Like,
0: we've all done it. Like, (laughs) I guess you guys, I told you about the pull and the twist from that. I learned many, many years ago on. I think it was on Oprah. I'm not even kidding. Anyway, the point being, Mark, because he's like, whatever, a dude in his 40s does enjoy still watching those fucking shows. And there's a new documentary about. Some killer in L.A., the yeah. Night Stalker or something. That sounds mm. right. Yeah, the Night Stalker. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he watches it when I'm like not around. Mm-hmm. I had come home. This I was still working. Oh, yeah, because I was working a lot. That's just recently that I stopped working. I came home. I walked into the bedroom and I was like, he was and he had gone up to check on one of the kids. So but I walk into the bedroom and I was like oh my god he has the not night stalker documentary is on. <laughs> oh fuck. And no. I was like but also kind of curious. You know cuz I do have that curiosity, yeah, right? You, you A little know, bit. know but like yeah. But advice I've gotten
2: from someone in this Zoom chat, once you know, you can't unknow. You can never unknow it's it. true.
3: You can never unsee <laughs> it. <Can't> unsee it. <laughs>
0: okay, but I did, I was like, I was taking my jewelry off. I was like getting ready for bed and I was like, I'm just going to leave it on. I'm going to see what happens, right? Because I, I am mm-hmm. also kind of curious because it took place in LA and, the, mm-hmm. and this guy is like talking, yeah. music's super creepy and this guy's talking and he's like, and he would just, he would just always have like a new beautiful girl, And he would take her out onto the green and he would be teaching her. And then afterwards, they would go into his RV for
3: cocktails.
0: And I was like, oh, God, that sounds so creepy. That's so creepy. And then the guy's like, (laughs) and I mean, Tiger was always there. He was always there. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, why was Tiger woods around for the night stalker that's so weird and it wasn't it wasn't at all it was just the tiger documentary that I thought was about I thought they were talking about his dad being like philandering with like ladies but what I thought was that it was about the night stalker who would take ladies to golf and then murder them that was in my head what was happening and I like fully fully thought it but can I just say that if you do watch, because I replayed it, if you do watch that part, it does, they play scary music. It does seem, it does seem like they're talking about a murderer. I mean, anybody It just who- proves
1: there's not that much difference between being like a, an overbearing golf dad and a serial killer. <laughs> I mean,
2: you guys, cocktails in an RV- come on nobody nobody <laughs> I would
1: never I would never
0: I would never. also w-
1: to our women friends out there if someone invites you to have a cocktail in an RV say no
0: no hundred percent you deserve no. better no you, you just, deserve
1: better than to have a cocktail in an RV yeah okay it's not it's not good
0: okay Casey what are you doing your best at this week
1: Well, I'm in my laundry room recording this podcast because I have a whole entire office, but it's on the other side of the house. And my neighbors are hosting some type of child screaming party.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Last I
0: checked, it's still a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that it is
1: for them. I feel like they they've been more relaxed about it than um, than. I might have been but I don't know I don't know their business they have kids whatever so anyway I'm on the side of the house in the laundry room where our neighbor on the other side is like a 98 year old lady and she's very quiet (laughs) so um that's what I'm doing what am I doing my best at yeah that's not what you're doing Um, that's just your location (laughs) that's just my location which I mean like I'm glad to be located somewhere that's uh that's a treat um, what am I doing? Oh, I've just been like, um, I've been active on my local buy nothing, uh, group on Facebook, Ooh. which is like when you just tell people I have this, if anyone's interested in this, you can come pick it up. And, uh, you know, and then other people sometimes are like, oh, I'm hoping for an ironing board. Does anybody have an ironing board? But so anyway, I gave away a bookshelf, uh a bathroom lighting fixture and a medicine cabinet that no longer fit our decor. Okay. So
0: first yeah. of all, I don't know what buy nothing is, but it sounds like Craigslist. <laughs> but for your it's, neighborhood, it's not
1: exactly that. Cause Craigslist is mostly like you're trying to sell things. This is just like you're it's, They're localized groups in your neighborhood. They have like a limited amount of members. You don't know about it because you're not on Facebook, but it happens on Facebook. Shit. And so you can. (laughs) One thing that makes me laugh is that like some of the things like I every group I'm in like a million groups and especially Facebook groups, and I stay in them for the entertainment value because like I stay in every mom group because I just love moms being like, you know, should I throw a pool party and then I love seeing a hundred people be like, "No um, <laughs> and also the buy nothing group, I hope I don't get kicked out for revealing this, but like it's funny because some, So many people will be like, does anybody want this three quarters of a box full of um, macaroni? It's gluten free. I didn't see the label when I bought it and I don't like it. (laughs) So there's that that entertains me. And I always want to see who takes the three quarters of a box of macaroni. But then in this buy nothing group, because it's in Los Angeles, one person was like, does anyone want this full set of professional juggling swords? And I was like, yeah, that's a good thing to give (laughs) away. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that.
2: You know, well, I also yeah. feel like one of the things I miss about Chicago, and like even though I miss nothing about New York, I appreciate this part is alleys. Like you can't really do that anymore. <laughs> but like in oh, uh, I love mine, alleys when they, when they when every when I moved from Chicago, I put a full. I put a full futon and a full chest of drawers in an alley, (laughs) went inside for lunch, and they were gone when I came (laughs) back outside. I fucking love that. And then I had a friend in New York. If you live in New York, this is what he hit me to. I didn't get to do it because I left. But he was like, there's so many bougie schools. So, like, if you go to, like, Tisch – uh um, when they're move on um, move out day, it's just a bunch of rich parents putting out crazy fancy shit that they bought for their <laughs> their kids who fucking go to Tish. So he would always wait till move out day at the bougie dorms and then go to the alley. So like in LA, we we like don't you like if you want to get rid of something, you have to like call somebody. You got to wrap it up. You can't just like yeah. Also, I love it in Chicago and New York. It's like you want to get rid of something, nobody knows it's yours. You put a couch out, everybody knows it's yours <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, right. they don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so, like, I really like that giveaway thing because that's the thing I missed from Chicago. Like, I got rid of a couch and a bed. I did get myself a a, 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 a bookshelf. And a chest of drawers from an alley. It's really how you shop in your twenties. So shout out to that little group you're in because that sounds really helpful <laughs> well, for people who are missing yeah, out. Yeah, the on point allies. is to like not.
1: <laughs> the point is to not buy anything new that you don't need to spend money on if somebody else has it that they just want to give it away. Do people
0: also request?
1: Yes, like one lady was in the middle of baking cupcakes and she literally didn't have powdered sugar. And so she was like, if anyone can lend me four cups of powdered sugar four right cups. now, I'll like, return a whole the favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she was, it, she was in the middle of baking, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, so stuff like that. But sometimes people will be like, yeah, I need like an extra tire for my Prius if anyone has one laying around. And it's surprisingly I, I, this is people- amazing." Yeah, surprisingly, people will have it. One time, I will say, one time I belonged to one in Connecticut, and um, <laughs> my son Lincoln had a really nice um cashmere sweater that he had gotten for a gift, and he just started to like want to dress nicely, mm-hmm. and I accidentally washed it in the laundry, <gasps> and it shrank to like the size of it's an like oven a baby. Mitt, and I felt. <laughs> I felt so terrible. And I was like, I have to tell Lincoln that I destroyed his like fancy sweater, his one fancy sweater. And then that afternoon, this woman happened to be like, Oh, I got my husband, a bunch of cashmere sweaters at Brooks brothers. And he does not like them at all. Their size medium. Does anybody want them? And I was like, me, please I'll come right now. <laughs> so I got like five brand new cashmere Brooks brothers sweaters from someone who like, it was no, it was no thing to him to just hang them out on his porch. All right.
0: Well, I'm gonna need to add <laughs> into this group. A group.
1: <laughs> the reason the reason why I joined is because I'm looking for this very specific mid-century modern like fireplace, this Swedish fireplace. I know what you're talking about. And, I saw your um, stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I put it on my stories because I'm like, what am I? I'm I'm drunk if I think that anyone's going to be like, hey, does anybody want this fireplace? Because they're Wait, what is it? very popular and it's like a Swedish Malm fireplace. There's like it, you'll you am looking it up. I'm looking it up. You'd recognize it if you saw it from like mid-century modern homes. People used to leave them out for the garbage, you know, how do you spell it? M.A.L.M. There's Maum, there's Preway, there's Firehood. There's a bunch of different brands. But people used to just toss them out in the garbage. They're really colorful metal fireplaces. And you used to be able to get one for like 50 bucks. After I put that story up, Shantira, so many people are like, oh, I got one seven years ago for $200. And I'm like, well,
0: now they're 3000 Whoa. Is that true? I can't find it. That's too Wait, much money. That's so crazy. Wait, because I make people's eye out. You know, I love like <laughs> antique stores and like, <laughs> yes. And I like, and we've been going upstate and well, yeah. now it's snowy, but I bet there, I bet we could find one upstate. Maybe
1: they're kind of big to ship. Our friend Kendra, who's your makeup artist was also like, I'm looking for one too for,
0: for oh, this I place. See, I see. There's one on you know, overstock.com you know for $839. <laughs> oh yeah that's like that's kind
1: of like a knockoff of one right it's like a modern one I'm looking Mm -hmm. for like a vintage one but anyway Mm -hmm. it's just part of doing that it's like fun to look forever and then you're so excited when you get it and then like the next day you just start wanting something else
3: (laughs) consumerism
2: we love it if I see anything in an alley over here there are no alleys yeah if if I see somebody put it in the front of my building I'll stand there and call dibs
1: if you see a red orange yellow I would even take a green I'd even take a white Malm fireplace from the 60s or 70s that's you know that's just what I'm living for at this point but I I don't think I'm gonna get one on the buy nothing group
2: well, <laughs> well you know what busted. you
0: put it into the universe and you never fucking yeah, you never know. know you never know but I do want to join one of those groups because I often have like random ass free shit that I want to just yeah get rid of like I wish that I if I had still lived in Hol- Hollywood I don't
3: mm.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> the best okay, is guys. people come get
2: it people come and get it unlike an alley like you have to put it out there, and you're like, I hope somebody comes to get this. You put it on that yeah. fucking website, on that that group. You can just be like, be at my house at two to pick this up. I love that. I want to get rid it's of some right. of my stuff,
0: but what are you gonna do? There's no <laughs> alleys here. Sorry, well, L.A. There were no alleys in L.A. And also, I just I do feel like it's tricky to get rid of stuff. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard it to get rid here. of stuff.
2: Well, it's hard yeah, here it, because it, like you can everybody truly everybody can see you so like you really gotta make your effort yeah. to not throw some shit away because somebody gonna see mm-hmm. you and then it might be there for three days and it's like we know you put that whole fucking chest
1: of drawers
2: on the <laughs> sidewalk
1: we know it's fucking you
2: so yeah i don't know my like,
1: older like my older son saw a set of mid-century modern like dining chairs that he was like they're they have like a couple things wrong with them that need to be fixed. And so he was like, but maybe somebody's just like moving and they just have them on the sidewalk right now. But after I guess they were out there for a few days, he was like, okay, these are like for the garbage. So he took them and restored them and is like in the process of trying to sell them. But there, it was like you know like an eight hundred dollars set of chairs or something. And yeah, so you know, and a nice little project, a nice little panini project for him to do (laughs) I love
0: it (laughs) um Shantira what are you doing your best at this week uh I'm doing
2: my best at um kind of finishing my kind of to-do list I guess like I um sometimes people friends and stuff send me their scripts And, like, I'll, like, read them and give them notes and stuff. And since it's President's Day, like, I have, after we finish the podcast, I have some time. So I'm going to go through, like, three or four of my friends' scripts and, like, just spend, like, a little afternoon uh, giving notes and reading stuff so that my friends can hopefully, like, sell stuff and get jobs. So I think I'm doing my best at, like, kind of paying it forward. That's Uh, nice. so many of my friends have read stuff for me. And it's hard to sit down, like, Just so everyone knows, like when you ask someone to give you notes, this isn't this isn't like a fucking slight to my friends, but for people coming up in the industry, (laughs) like when you ask someone to give you notes, like if they're good at it, they like sit down and read your stuff and go through it with a fine tooth comb and like genuinely try to help you. So it's like it's not like, oh, if you have time, like nobody does. I do not have time. But I will find time yeah. for the people who like you care about. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm doing my best at getting getting through and giving notes to some of my buds. That's what I'm doing.
0: Can I tell you <laughs> something? Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that, especially because my husband Mark Silverstein, uh, who's a very accomplished screenwriter and mm-hmm. director of the movie I Feel Pretty, um, he recently did that for me on a script, and. Mm-hmm. I a little bit was like, hey, have you read that script yet? And he's like, no, it's going to take me (laughs) a minute because I got to do it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, because I didn't fully understand the comprehensive situation that he was like signing himself up for. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, just read my script and just tell me like what your thoughts are. And he literally was like. He gave me such good notes that I'm like, oh, shit, this is like a whole new world. And it took a lot of effort and thought and and he spent like a morning doing it. So, yeah, it's really it nice takes to, to do it. for your friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think that like one of the things that some of my mentors have taught me, too, is that like uh, it's not going to be like you might have like really great bosses i have thanks you guys but it's like it's not necessarily <laughs> going to be the people who are where you want to be that are pulling you up it's like everybody to the left and right of you who you work with that you come up with and when they get a job then they recommend you or when like they get a job then they tell you how you can get a job like mm-hmm. all my friends who were assistants got their jobs from friends who were assistants it's like a little bit of nepotism but it doesn't usually lead to millionaires <laughs> right and it's like that's how you get like it's not just that like i got my job at like the museum of science and industry in chicago through some friends so it's like you read your friend's work and then they read your work and then that's how you can recommend them for stuff. like oh man for sure. i read this great also you guys an hour-long drama do you have no idea how much fucking work goes into writing like a great anatomy <laughs> it's like a fucking right. 80 pages of stuff so like if somebody sends it's like oh you i oh, will you read my script and it's like A fucking episode of the good place like cool that's like 30 pages you could do it as long as it takes you to watch an episode of tv that's how long it's going to take you to read their episode of tv and then give them (laughs) notes okay so like cut your friend some slack if you sent them an hour-long drama
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't send mark an hour-long drama just fyi
2: they're so hard shout out to people who do that
0: because i i do not that's not my ministry no, <laughs> it's not, never been my calling either no. <laughs> um, no, in the tree, it's no. also
1: it's Chantier, I was just talking to my friend Cora Harrington about this she's um she doesn't work in tv she's uh she's the lingerie addict you might know her from online she has books and stuff Ooh. about about lingerie she's a lingerie star I'm very into but we were lingerie. talking yeah, she's she's amazing. Um but we were just talking about sometimes what like when people are asking for notes I was saying that I like to clarify what they're really hoping to get. What they want. To, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, do you just want me to tell you like that you did a good job and like keep at it? Or do you want like a line by line breakdown? Because sometimes I feel sometimes I've done the line by line breakdown and given it back to people. And they're like, "Uh, <laughs> you know, yes,
2: I'm like, oh, you it.
1: just wanted me to
0: say good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for finishing. For finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah, so yeah. Funny, yeah. yeah. This ki- this guy who I went to high school with. It's actually very strange, but whatever. It doesn't even matter. A guy that I went to high school with got my email from a mutual friend and yeah. asked if he could send me something to, like, I I was just, like, very unclear about the whole transaction. I did respond because I was just like, okay, fine, you can send me this thing for me to look at. And then he's, like, followed up every other day since it was, like, delivered to my house. No, which is, no, no. in and of itself intense and yeah, yeah. I just been politely ignoring the emails as they've <laughs> come in because like a calm down and also like no okay calm down um but I this morning <laughs> was like it's actually interesting because like Mark did did read this script for me over the weekend and gave me these notes. And like, I was going over it with my writing partner and like um, the girl that I'm writing this pilot with. And, uh, and I was like, you know what, you know what I'm going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I can't take these fucking emails every other day from this guy. It's been a week, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I wrote back and I was like, just to clarify, what is it that you're looking for in terms of feedback? Like, I just wanted you to know I did get the, the, the thing safely, thank you for sending just need to clarify what is it that you're looking for from me specifically in terms of feedback for you to take next steps because he was like I'm very excited to take next steps and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, okay like, what are your next steps yeah what's happening here yeah what are we talking about because like if you don't even know what conversation you're having with somebody like right y- you have no fucking clue like what you know what are we doing Anyway, I felt really good about it and uh, he did respond but I'm not I haven't read it yet so we'll see. I mean <laughs> I, I think that this this
2: is especially for the industry, but like I had someone who um, asked me to um, if, if I would connect them with my rep my reps and like I love my reps and I don't just send them shit willy-nilly. Uh, so I right. was like, send me your sample. And cause like, if it's really, really good, then I'll send it to, cause also like, I'm not trying to embarrass myself being like, Hey, right. people who thought that I was good enough to represent, this is my taste. <laughs> do you want to represent these right. people? And I was like, Hey, I don't usually do this, but will you send me your sample? Crickets. I, it's been over a year. Have you got <laughs> to hear from them yet? So, like, people I find when we talk about notes and specificity, so many people think that, like, when people are like, oh, I want to have coffee with you. Oh, well, you read this. They don't want actual feedback. They don't want notes. They want you to give them a shortcut to what you have. Ooh, and it's right. It's very vast. And, 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 coffee is not a shortcut to a writing job. Picking my brain is not a shortcut to a writing job and I think that that is what a lot of times people be like I want to pick your brain and I'll be like okay like what I can tell you what I did but you can listen to a thousand podcasts and already know what the fuck I did to get Mm -hmm. to where I am so like if you are going to reach out to someone for notes for help you got to be able to back that shit up you want somebody to introduce you to their agents where's your sample you want somebody to give you notes for what do you want a joke punch up? Do you want me to tell you where story is good? Do you want me to just tell you congratulations? <laughs> you finished a project. But listen,
0: yeah, our our area of work is this, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all work in this field, and yeah, but this is not a unique situation. People get asked uh-huh. all the time. I need this to, is I universal. Love, I'm looking for like a career change. Can I pick your brain? Can I do this? Can I do that? And what you said. This is one of the many reasons, Shantira, why we're going to miss (laughs) you so intensely on this podcast. But what you said, like coffee is not like a shortcut for you getting the career that I had. Like you have to like come in with something. You have to bring something and you have to tell me exactly what it is that you're hoping to get. From this, if I'm gonna give you my time and my energy and my expertise yeah. in whatever and, field it and is. And that's, that's not, not a Hollywood. Ho-
2: it's not a Hollywood break, right? If you wanna be a teacher, if you wanna be a scientist, people's time is really precious. Also, like I-, I say this too, like, not that other jobs are more important, but like you're gonna talk to a teacher, they're like working their ass off already. They're already doing stuff out. So like I, I think about like how much you make an hour, right? Not to be a dick, but like what they're doing is they're giving up an hour of whatever they do to make money or to relax. Those are Mm -hmm. the two things people are doing. They either use that extra time to figure out a way to make money from it, or they use that extra time to like decompress, to heal, to rest right so if you're asking somebody (laughs) for their time like think about what you're asking if you're asking a mom with three kids if you can have coffee with her and all you want her to do is give you a job fucking send an email and ask for a job dude because that hour Mm-hmm. That hour is so much like it's not just the hour. It's the getting there. It's the talking to other people, telling them that you're not going to be available because you're doing this thing. So I think that like know whether or not you want advice or whether you want a shortcut, because I'll tell you right now, I know people who are pretty high up. It's really fucking hard to get a shortcut no matter what it is like. Your dad's got to own some shit like I, I've I, never had I, a <laughs> shortcut.
1: I, I cannot there a we don't have <laughs> after all these years that we've all been doing this we d- there's no shortcut there's no shortcut yeah. still. No still we're still auditioning we're still trying out for cheerleading every Ugh. time you know and <sighs> waiting to hear if your name's on the bulletin board i mean it's I so, sample, here, when yeah. i <laughs> yeah exactly when i was um when I was very young, when I was first starting out, uh, before I was a staff writer, Mm -hmm. I signed up for a TV writing course at like Mm -hmm. the new school with, uh, somebody that had like written on a sitcom that I liked when I was a kid or whatever. And, um, between when I signed up and when the class actually started, I was made a staff writer at the Rosie O'Donnell show. Mm -hmm. And so on the first class, like they went around and were like, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I work, on a TV show and, you know, and the teacher was like, Oh, what show do you work on? What do you do there? And I was like, well, actually I just got made a writer like two days ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of class, he was like, can you uh, hook me up? And I was like, "Yes, no, no,
2: that's the thing. (laughs) There's no, I think people think that we have the hookup. I'm going to tell you right now. I ain't got no hookup. I ain't got no hookup. But I think that that's the thing too. Like my, one of my mentors said that, this is just writing he was like everybody wants to be a writer but nobody wants to write and i think you can mm-hmm. substitute anything <laughs> for writing in that you know what i mean everybody wants to be a doctor but nobody wants to do the fucking dissertation you know what i mean the doctoring so, <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think that and i think
1: that. like enter entertainment's a little hard because yeah. it's like other things like nobody is like um you know i'm thinking of getting into doctoring can i pick your brain about doctoring yeah and i'm gonna like try to do it tomorrow like everybody understands that there's a certain amount of schooling and tests have to be passed and Mm -hmm. but in entertainment it that's not necessarily the way like you just you do independent work and like build a reputation on your own and that's sort of like there is no like degree there is no test where you're like admitted into like breaking into television so I think like i had so many (laughs) is that
0: what I'm doing wrong I didn't get licensed Oh honey, you don't have a license. on <laughs> Hollywood workers! Oh shit! Well, now Ooh, I understand. Shit. Yeah, what's
1: I gotta, I gotta write the write this this train. No, but you know it. So it is, but it's also kind of weird to like. I've had people, you know, when I've been like doing this, you know. 20 30 years and people are like oh i'm i'm thinking of getting into that and i'm like oh you're thinking of getting into it okay well i think that's the you, thing when you're gonna start this is the only I, it's so interesting art
2: is like hard and art is the only thing where somebody will like watch one thing and be like i could do that and it's like you can but it's not you're not <laughs> fucking eddie murphy like people will like watch right. one stand up and be like i I am Eddie Murphy. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, that's like watching a few good men and being like, I could be a lawyer.
0: I'm ready.
3: It's not, like, I know, like, but Shantira,
0: is it also like the year I was on ER where I really thought I could intubate someone? <laughs> I mean, you could try. Don't take that I away mean, from me. You know what I mean?
2: I won't. You can. You, okay. can. you can do it. You can do it. I mean, here's the thing. You can intubate somebody. Is it going to well, go
0: well? Who can no. say? It? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it, it is. It's like it is a. It's like a very common thing, but also like, I don't know, like that people think that people see art and they think that they should be able to do it, but it is fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, and it it's, is hard. I'm and always every, just like, why would you want to do well, anything also, else if you yeah. if you can? If, if
2: I, if I, I wish I wanted to do something else. Me I too. Wish. It, and, <laughs> and not that other careers aren't hard to do. Like, my aunt's a fucking public defender. She went to law school. She works really hard. But I feel like if I wanted to be a lawyer, I could, like, there's, like, a path. I think there's, like, oh, you go to law school, you take this test. path. There is right. no path to mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Like, people go to UCLA and get fucking bachelor's degrees in screenwriting all the time and then they don't get it there is no right way to do this so that's why it's so people are always looking for a shortcut because if you want to be a teacher it's not easy but you know what to sign up for what to learn what certificates to get there is no certificate to like book a speaking role (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> in a in a pilot there just no. like is nothing and if you no. talk to every if you talk to everybody on your favorite show if you went down the line of everybody in the cast of Grey's Anatomy you're gonna get a different fucking story about how they got there it's all gonna there is no book for it so it's Wait, like Chantira
0: speaking of I ran into Katie Heigl Catherine Heigl oh, okay I always yeah. called her Katie uh Roswell Bef- years I know she because, goes back to yeah WB because with you. I was yes exactly <laughs> because Colin because Colin Hanks <laughs> was my boyfriend when I was on Freaks and Geeks and he was on Roswell with Katie with Katie Heigl yeah and I ran into her at the Starbucks like near my old apartment that I shared with Emily Beebe around the time mm-hmm. when I was obsessed with SVU Henry was probably <laughs> with me and I and I had just seen the first commercial for Gray's Anatomy it was coming out that summer. And they mm-hmm. used this like postal service song. And I was like, ooh, this looks so good. And I was like, Katie, oh my God. Hi. It's so good to see you. I just saw the preview for your new show. That show looks so good. And she's like, Oh, I mean, you know, who knows? Who fucking knows, busy? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know, I know, but still, it looks really good. I'm gonna be <laughs> watching it. And she's like, oh thanks that's so sweet yeah I mean it's we it's good we did like 13 we'll see you know you know how it is like (laughs) yeah I know but like that's what you are constantly going into every fucking job with that feeling when you're an artist of just like yeah I mean I liked it it, but we'll see (laughs) we'll just see yeah we don't know. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances. It's possible that the serial company are going to pull all of their ad sales. You know? Yeah. And then we <laughs> just... <laughs> you can't tell. And that's the thing. And that show,
2: especially season one and two, that was some fucking... Some of the best television I have ever seen. And oh, so if bad. you're working, like, it's one of those things where you're like, this might be the best thing ever, but that don't mean shit. That's why I like Hollywood <laughs> Break. Art's really hard. So if your kid wants to be an artist, like... That shit's hard, dude. Like, you, you might want to push them to be a doctor or a lawyer, but either way, they're going to be working hard and probably not making <laughs> any money. So cut them some slack. Right.
0: <laughs> well, but here's what I have to say about you, and this is, like, this comes back to, like, the theme of today's show, which is that you are taking a hiatus from our show because you have these other jobs, which is, like, your primary focus in the entertainment industry, and you really want to do a good job. And and I'm I'm like constantly impressed. One thing I'm constantly impressed by is your ability to like set boundaries for yourself. Like it's not yet to the point where it's like probably f- overwhelming and like you feel frazzled, but I have never done that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. How do you
0: how do you do, you do how, how do you do that?
2: Well, <laughs> the first thing you do is you know what it feels like when you don't do it? I think that is what happened. The first time for me, truly, and I think that a lot of people don't give teenagers enough slack, the first time I felt truly overwhelmed and exhausted was high school. I was in the band. I was in basketball. I, uh, I had five AP classes, and I was at school from like 7 in the morning until like 9 o'clock at night. And like that was just regular. I think a lot of kids... Children have schedules like that. They go
0: to school and then they want to go to a good college. And then they... Not right now, Shantira. Not right now. Well,
2: well, even, even on Zoom school, like, it's hard.
0: But, like, I just
2: was like... Literally, I was like, okay, I get up, do all my homework, do homework during lunch, uh, go to basketball practice, then go to band rehearsal, then go home and do the rest of my homework, and then go to bed at like 11 o'clock. And I did that for like three years. And that was one thing where like, there was no boundary to set. Like, I needed those extracurriculars. Right. I needed those classes. And then I got to college and I was like, oh, I need to read this book by next Thursday not tomorrow like that was the first time (laughs) i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we only meet twice a week and we can get all this done what the fuck was going (laughs) my high school (laughs) was very they prepared me very much so but i I feel like when people go to college they're either over prepared or like not prepared i was very over prepared we have a giant plane uh hold for sound (laughs) hold for sound uh going by in my apartment uh or maybe a (laughs) helicopter sometimes it's president's day they get a vibe they want to drive a helicopter around fly a (laughs) helicopter uh but i was like i was like oh like this is how you can like really set yourself up for success like oh on tuesdays and thursdays my schedule was like this so like it was really like when i was able to start setting a schedule but it that's how you figure it out when you do something where you're so fucking tired Like last week, I did four days in a row where I worked 12 hours straight. Like that was I was like, I'm literally not capable of doing this without being really tired and kind of sad. Yeah,
1: I think especially during like work from home, we've all been sort of like gaslighting ourselves a little bit, too, Mm -hmm. because like I. Recently, like, okay, so working on the podcast, doing this job that I've been doing, and then like, I have like a side, a regular side gig that I spend a couple hours on every day that pulls in like a small amount of steady money that I mm-hmm. really rely on. And so, like, I got to a point where I was like physically shaking and my husband was like what is happening with you and I was like I don't know like I just I'm shaking like I'm I feel like I'm having like a trauma response and he was like well let's go back to like what did you do today and I was like well I woke up at 6:45 and I opened my laptop and I started working and then I'm just like I Cut to, like, the math is that I was working from, like, 6.45 in the morning till, like, 11 or midnight. Yeah. And I had been doing that for, like, seven days in a row. And, you know, and he was like, I mean, <laughs> you know, th- because there's no demarcation of, like, what the beginning of your day is and what the end of your day is, I think you're just working around the
0: clock until you collapse. And so, like, of course you're shaking. Even as somebody who has actually entered back into, like, a legit workspace which i'm done with now because Mm. of the zoom because of like how the world's changed what was expected of me during the shooting of girls five eva was both i was like that's like like that's the thing that's like that and it's also what you're saying casey it's like this job that job this job and same with you shantira you're like Taking multiple jobs because people are like, "Oh, you can. You don't have to like go to a place and sit there. Yeah. So you can actually be on the writing staff of multiple shows. But like, aon do this pot. But should you? Like, is that the best thing for you? Like, right. Shooting a twelve-hour day on Girls Five Eva and then having to record, or even if it. By the way, even if it was like, even if I was only there for let's say seven, six hours, seven hours. Yeah. And then coming home and having to be a parent because that's a lot. And then having to do the podcast or having to have calls about other things or whatever, whatever. We all signed up for so much shit. And I think that like in the beginning of the, of the lockdown and the quarantine, we were all like, we're going to rethink everything. We're going to (laughs) reprioritize. And literally none of us have done that at all. Like,
3: people I know are
0: working more than ever. Well, it's actually they're
2: getting more productivity from us because there is no commute time. So, like, uh, (laughs) literally, you could just get up and start and then just keep going. Like you're saying, there is no demarcation of time. So So what do we do? I I mean, (laughs) we we use take a moment and you see what isn't serving you. Mm-hmm. right now and then you mm-hmm. remove it or you remove yourself from it and i think that that's really hard because we're all like very kind and good people which is like usually why people hire you because they know you're really good workers and you're really kind and good but like you also have to really listen to your body and realize like okay when i finish today, i'm so tired i'm so exhausted what brought me to this place and see what you have to do to either make it less often or because like I'm really fortunate because I just got a rabbit. You know what I mean? Like people got dogs, <laughs> kids, like shout out to all the parents. Because like me and my girlfriend were just saying like we got a rabbit and we'd be tired. I can't imagine just being in the house <laughs> with like three kids, two dogs, a turtle and having full time job. I couldn't. I don't know how people do it. So that props to everybody. But like yeah, I called I just my like, friend yeah, Krista
0: Miller, who was my co-star on, on Cougar Town. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of my last days of filming Girls Five Eva, I had like a little bit of a break. And she and I, Krista and I have been playing phone tag for when I tell you almost three months, like that's not an exaggeration. We've been <laughs> yeah. trying to connect for almost three months. We've been texting, but like trying to speak to each other. And yeah. I called her and she was like, um, do you know, doing whatever. Krista, when we were doing Cougar Town, Krista had has she has three kids um
3: -hmm.
0: they were the youngest when we started doing cougar town henry i want to say he was like four ish he's a little bit older yeah he's definitely older than birdie but i think he was around four so like Mm -hmm. whatever she had three kids and then we did that show for six years and i was like i have to tell you the amount of new respect I have for you in terms of like, being the parent of actual children doing a TV show that we were working such long days for, days on, as opposed to like, I was the parent of babies and I thought that was really hard, but what I didn't understand is like, the emotional need of kids and like preteens and teenagers Mm -hmm. or whatever is so much greater That when you get home at 1030 at night and after a long day of work and you have toddlers, somebody else has put them to sleep and they're and you go in and look at them and they're like fucking angels. And you're like, oh, (laughs) so sweet. (laughs) When you get home and you have a seven and a half year old and a 12 and a half year old, they're waiting for you at the door to tell you 45,000 things that you need to like. (laughs) pay attention to fix like come up with a solution for like whatever whatever it's just so much is asked so much more is asked of you as a working parent as your kids get Get older older. and I had no idea when we were doing that show and I and Krista used to take these lunchtime naps and I always like was like a little eye rolly about the lunchtime naps (laughs) like oh yeah you really need you really need your fucking sleep okay babe you know like I got it (laughs) and now I'm like those lunchtime naps were, like, the only time she maybe ever slept. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, good Lord, she needed those fucking naps. I've been, um, I've been laying
2: down. You That's used to take too. a little nap
1: at Busy, at busy Tonight. You used to, I did. You said if we had two shows, you would take a little nap between. You know what's interesting? I was talking to a single mom friend because I was saying that um, – like, oh my gosh, I keep thinking of my friends who are single moms during all of this and they're working and (laughs) and trying to do everything themselves. But you know what she told me? She said, actually, I've been thinking of my married mom friends because when you're in a partnership, you have to talk everything over and reach a mutual decision (laughs) and like take each other's feelings. and She was like, I'm just the boss. Like I just (laughs) say what's happening with my kids and that's it. That's what's happening, you know? So on the one hand, while you don't have anyone to help you out, you also don't have anyone, I guess, like taking up your time, chewing your ear <laughs> off about
0: well, what also, you should do. But also I would say that like, I have a different experience in in my own home in which Mark and I dealt with the disparity between our domestic duties before the pandemic And he is really, really, really fucking hands-on with the kids in a way that, like, sometimes I'm like, wait, what are they doing? What's the homework? I don't know (laughs) how to – I literally don't know how to log into the, like, homework portal thing. Anyway. Yeah. I was always the same. Yeah. But so many – we know just, like, statistically and, like, people have done things that during this pandemic, working parents, there's been a huge disparity. Moms are the ones that have been taking on the additional – labor Mm -hmm. of the homeschooling and all that stuff. And the dads have sort of been like, yeah, so you got this. I am going to be in my room. I got to work. And it's like, well, your work's not (laughs) any more important than the work that I'm doing at my job. But also now I'm doing the schooling, the kids and feeding them lunch and all that extra job. I don't, I didn't have that particular set of issues here because I'd taken care of that long ago. That's really lucky because
1: um, to have like any you know, (laughs) there's all kinds of families, but to have any type of family where both people are like taking an approach to have like some type of equality of labor in the house. It's, it's very lucky.
2: Yeah. That's why people were getting divorced last year, baby. (laughs) Uh, I think too, like, um, just being the boss, like you have to, what she said is like very interesting to me, because I know that kids do that. They'll be like, "Let's ask Dad." Like, you know what I mean? They like try to divide and conquer. So it's just like,', there yeah. is no, let's ask somebody else." Like that's it. It's like, "Oh, so I think that that could be very helpful. No divide and conquer. <laughs> so shout out to her to being like, "I'm the boss baby."
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> In the '60s, the average American only bought 25 items a year Today we average 67 items a year. Despite buying (laughs) two and a half times more clothes, guess what? Most Americans only keep them half as long. Big apparel companies have overcomplicated clothing by finding the cheapest manufacturing across the globe, and our planet is paying the price. American Giant is keeping things simple and close to home to drive better quality, stronger relationships, and more transparency. American Giant has built a 100% USA-based supply chain and makes clothing that's durable not disposable. It's not fast fashion. This clothing is made to be worn more and kept longer. They make amazing sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, tanks, leggings, and dresses, skirts, and even accessories. I love the leggings. I bought a bunch of the leggings for the kids. Plus I love the hoodie. It's very soft. Uh, American Giant is reclaiming the American tradition of making high quality clothes That actually last. Uh, I think now more than ever supporting local communities is important. Uh, Choosing American Giant means supporting a supply chain that's 100% in the USA and taking a stand for conscious consumerism, hardworking people, local communities, and quality clothing that's made to last. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code BEST at american giant Giant.com. That's 15% off when you use code BEST at American Giant.com. <music> Drinking is fun, hangovers are not. Luckily, Kin is the first non alcoholic drink for grown ups who care about the little things like brain function, hormone harmony, great sex, what, and de stressing after an insane day. Double what? Isn't Which that what the great sex day. is for? <laughs> anyway, can you forex are stacked with the good stuff and none of the bad? You got to think herbs, mushrooms that help curb stress in the moment and over time and nootropics that support cognitive functions like clarity and memory and creativity. Also, Kin brand is female founded. Kin is founded by Latinx Jen Bachelor, who is on a mission to reimagine, quote, the social ritual of drinking without wagering on people's health and well-being. I love that mission. I love all of it. I actually really enjoy Kin Euphorics. My favorite is the Kin Spritz. It's a sparkling Aperol-like brain boost without the crash of a hangover. I don't love the hangover of a <laughs> Aperol Spritz. I do love the Kin Spritz because I wake up the next morning and I feel great. There's High Road. <laughs> it hosts an herbaceous flavor and a feeling of a lifted mind and relaxed body. Great for a social hour. And then there's Dream Light. It's a booze-free nightcap it tastes like an amaro and it just melts away your stress have one in the bathtub you will thank me (laughs) anyway we've worked out a special deal for busy phillips is doing your best podcast listeners you can receive 15 percent off plus free shipping on your order go to kin euphorix.com slash busy or use code busy at the checkout to claim this deal that is k-i-n-e-u-p-h-o-r ICS dot com slash busy. Guys, order some. Stress, sleep, recovery, these things shape how we perform. One thing that we've added to our daily routine is New Calm.
1: It really makes a noticeable difference. I know um, you're probably curious about what it is. It's kind of like it's a combination of like meditation and all kinds of science stuff that really just works on your brain to give you like a period to reset, recover, re-energize. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the middle of the day for a pick-me-up. You can do it at night to relax. And it's just outstanding.
0: Listen, it's clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress and boost your recovery without drugs or side effects. You don't have to do a million sessions. It's just, they've done a million sessions and it has been proven (laughs) that it improves people's sleep and reduces stress and boosts recovery. And there's no drugs, no side effects. It's cutting edge neuroscience. It's kind of it's incredible. really and it's all it's incredible in your, science yeah all included in your monthly subscription and that monthly subscription costs less than a daily cup of coffee the whole process is very easy to use and to work into your daily routine and will help you achieve better sleep and reduction in stress and a boost in recovery so do what we did Own the day with NuCalm and make 2021 the year you manage your stress better. We have a special link set up specifically for our listeners. Go to BusyNuCalm.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of NuCalm and their money back guarantee. That's BusyNuCalm.com. B-U-S-Y-N-U-C-A-L-M.com. Um, Shantira, since this is our last I'm sweaty official <laughs> official mm-hmm. show with you right now, mm-hmm. until you come back to us, yes, in the future
2: when Elizabeth Berkeley comes on,
0: yes, <laughs> I I just want to know if you have any interesting pivot stories of your own that you would like to share.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's two. The main one was uh, I I did work in news. And I thought I was going to be a news anchor. I was like, I went to school for it, interned at a news station, got a job at a news station. And I was working at one when I realized that that was not the job for me. And I think we talked about <laughs> this before, but what is time where it's like um, people will be like, uh, oh, well, you already started your law degree, so finish. You don't want to waste those two years. And it's like, oh, but like, if you finish, now you've wasted four or six years, or you become a lawyer, and then you waste that whole career time, or it's like, you know what I mean, people be like, well, just go to school, finish a degree, because you're three years in, you don't want to waste any more time, and it's like, oh, yeah, but like, if you go for another year, you wasted, you wasted four years instead of three, so I was like, I don't feel like this experience of me working at this news station was a waste. It was a really great way for me to know definitively that this is not what I want to do. And I think right. knowing what you want to do is great, but knowing what you don't want to do is very important as well. I've got to
0: fuck another gem, another <laughs> goddamn <sure>. gem. <laughs> yeah. So oh. are we ever going to find someone with as many <laughs> gems as Shantira? <laughs> I- I'll come back. I'll come back. We won't. But, so,
2: so we won't. I did not, that's the answer. I d- I, I quit that job because they were also promoting me. They were like, we wanna promote you. And I was like, you're gonna promote me and I'm gonna be stuck doing this thing that I'm kinda right. good at but I really fucking really hate. So I um, quit and then I ended up going to Chicago to study comedy and that was the biggest pivot for me outside of college was like just being like, I'm moving to a new city, I'm gonna go this, do this thing that nobody at home knows what it is. Because even if I don't like it, then I have to find out. So I think that that is okay too. So like that was my biggest pivot, was quitting a sure thing. Like I had a job, full time, no worries, peachy King. but I knew that I would hate it. So that was the first kind of big pivot, uh, is moving to Chicago. The other big pivot for me was right before I got busy tonight, right before I started working with you guys. My first TV job ever was on a show called 50 Central on BET, which nobody's ever heard of. Uh, It was a show created by the one and only Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And uh, it was a sketch show. I moved to New York to do it and it was 16 weeks long. That's another thing too, like getting a writing gig, like if you know someone who is in this industry, like this is a gig economy for sure. Like you get one writing job and if that show gets canceled after a year, all those people have to find other jobs. Like it's not like the WGA is like, here is supplemental income until you find another job. That's not how the union works. (laughs) The union is very helpful, obviously in a lot of ways, but they're not just giving you money when your job's over. You have to find another job. They're
1: not matchmaking you to another job.
2: That's right. So I did 16 weeks in New York and then I did not get another television job uh, for a year. So from September of 2017 until September of 2018, when we started busy tonight, I did not, I couldn't get a writing job. So I decided that, um, two things. I've always been like a very responsible person. Like I've talked about this before. Like I've always kind of been treated like an adult, always taking care of myself. My parents never gave me any money. I've always paid my own rent, did what I had to do. And I literally just like didn't have any money and was not going to find the job. So I moved back home. So I moved home to Tallahassee, Florida. Also, I really did not like New York. It made me so sad. So a big pivot is knowing (laughs) that even if a city is one of the most amazing places in the world it might not be an amazing place for you like i know that new york is full of art and culture and it's amazing but i do not like it there and i was not going to stay there because other people thought new york was cool and i think people do that too they'll be like well this city's supposed to be like this and i was like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be hard like you should enjoy yourself if it's so Mm -hmm. hard that you hate it then like I'm really fortunate that I could go home. So then I moved back home to Tallahassee and I decided to reevaluate. And then um, I decided to use my skill set, which was teach improv. So for 10 months <laughs> from, like, uh, d- from January of 2018 to like I came back to LA in uh, 2018 in September, I taught improv workshops all over the country. Um, and then I just um, couch surfed uh i couch surfed for like almost a year and it was really hard for me i like really cried about it because i always told my friends i was like if you ever need somewhere to stay you can stay with me and i really genuinely meant it but like i wasn't going to be i just like didn't have any rent money and i didn't have any i wanted to make money but like i literally like was the first time i actually asked my friends for help And I was like, I'm gonna be in New York for this gig for two weeks, can I stay with you? I'm gonna be in LA for a week, can I stay with you? I'm gonna be in Chicago for a week, can I stay with you? And it really was life changing because I had spent my whole life doing everything for myself and all of my friends were like, oh my god I can't believe you asked to stay with me and I was like well you're the best and they were like no but like you have you're always so put together you always take care of everything yourself so when you told me that you wanted to come stay with me for a week like I got so excited and I like got to re-meet all of my friends um like in a new way uh and like spend a week with them like I like my friend Lori, who I'd known for like almost a decade. I'd never like had breakfast with her four days in a row. Uh, my friend Maggie, <laughs> my friend Maggie, we lived in New York together in a studio apartment and we just like walked to Trader Joe's and like ate lunch together and watched movies at night. And like, I'd never done that before. My friend Bradley, I taught, I made pickles for you, Busy. I taught my friend you made Bradley how to pickles poo- for me. Yeah, I made pickles with <laughs> Bradley and we just like walked his dog through Prospect prospect part so I like the biggest pivot for me was like I I could I couldn't be in control like I didn't have a job and like so much of my identity was like being able to take care of myself never asking for help ever and then mm-hmm. um like working and like all of those things like I couldn't find a job I did not have an apartment and I did not I was not going to get either of those things <laughs> in the next 10 months. <laughs> like I just literally couldn't afford to do it. So the biggest pivot came in 2018 where like I went all over the country and I stayed with a bunch of people that I really cared about and taught improv. And it re- and then when I finally got to a point where I was like, if I never, ever write on a TV show ever again, I have all these wonderful friends all over the country. And like, I know that like, I have a good life outside of doing this stuff. Then I got a job with you
0: (laughs) and then I moved to (laughs) LA. Well, in a way, what I love about that is that you went outside of your comfort zone. The thing that that you've had since you were little, which is like, I don't need to ask anyone for help. I got this. I got it. Yeah, you went out of your comfort.
3: Yeah, and you went out of your comfort zone.
0: because for necessity because you knew you had to but then you were just so open to the experience of it that you like kind of let go and once you let go well what happened I got a really cool job in
2: LA (laughs) yeah it it really was I mean it really was because it was like friends that like I've I consider good friends but like you don't when you're not in college anymore you're not spending as much time with your adult friends like that yeah like when you're in college you're in class you're on campus you're eating lunch together all the time like I went and stayed with my friend who lives in Boston for like four days and like I haven't fucking seen Davina I hadn't seen her for like four years and I was like uh but she was like if you ever come to Boston please stay with me and I was like I'm coming to Boston can I stay with you and she was like holy shit yes and I was like (laughs) it was really nice because you feel like I think personally we all like think we're like a burden (laughs) I was like I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be a big burden but when actuality the people in your life that you've chosen to be your friends would never think of you like that yeah you would never think of I would never think of my friends like that but I do think that we like don't treat ourselves the way we treat our friends but like I was in I was in Oklahoma, I was in Boston, I was in Nebraska, I was in Portland, I was in Los Angeles, I was in Dallas, I was in Miami, I went uh, to Atlanta, I went and stayed with people all in all those places. Detroit, and it was really cool to like, also I think that our, your adult friends, if they don't have children, like we don't really take care of another person like we don't like we only take care of ourselves my friend laura was like this is my best breakfast i'm gonna make you my my signature breakfast (laughs) because she like lives by herself or like you'll go see your friend and they'll be like hey this is like the bar i go to they know my name here i'm gonna take you to my bar and i got to like be like in my friends lives in a way that wasn't like i don't know just like visiting like, cause when you visit someone, it's a bunch of take...
1: tiny slumber parties. Yes. Yeah. Cause
2: when you, when you visit someone, they're like, I'm going to take you to the best nachos in LA. You're like, okay, cool. I'm here for two days. We do that. When you stay with someone
0: for five days, when you stay you with me, the... I take you to the nachos twice. Just after FYI. Yes. <laughs>
2: but also... You're like, you wake up with them and you like have their morning routine. and You talk about your night together, like your night before. And it was, it was just really cool to like re-meet all of these important people that I had really chosen to be a part of my family, my chosen family over like that decade I lived in Chicago and um, they, we all reconnected. So I like, all my friendships got better after that, the worst work year of my
1: life. <laughs> So that was the biggest, that was my biggest pivot. Yeah. When you came to meet with us to, to have a meeting to see if you were going to get hired on busy tonight. And if we like vibe together, you never know, like staying with your friends could have like primed the pump and laid the groundwork for like being your most you, you know, cause that's what yeah. your writing was great, but we really liked you, you know
3: we what really I mean? Liked like when you, we met you, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> we were like, and we, so, like, we like, want to
0: be in a room with this person <laughs> for the next <laughs> like 16 weeks, hopefully longer. And we want to like <laughs> hear their perspective on things. That's yeah, the truth. I was
2: It was so fun. And that week I was staying with my best friend, Bex. Uh, her <laughs> husband they have like a very nice couch and I like came and stayed with them and I and I because I was like working in New York going back and forth and then I like came to LA also uh, just if you ever interview for a job in the industry just say you live in that city because uh, I was like I live here <laughs> but I was like crashing with sex <laughs> 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 I was like, I live in LA. You don't have to move me. Uh, Cause sometimes they'll pay to move you. But like, sometimes you just gotta be like, I already live here. Um, but I was like, Hey guys, that's how I got
0: girls by that. I was already here.
2: Yeah, yeah. You gotta just be in the city where it happens. Cause if anybody ever tells you, well, we'll have a job for you if you move here. And it's like, but I, I would move here if I had a job, so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I was crashing on my friend's couch, and then I went in to Portland and crashed somewhere, and then I went to Tallahassee, and then I got the job offer, and I, I, it was really like a redo of Chicago when I was 21. I moved to Chicago with three bags of clothes and $600 in my bank account, and I moved to Los Angeles with, like, three or four bags of clothes and, like, maybe less than $600. <laughs> I had like gotten rid of all my shit. So it was like a real, like moving to a city starting over. I moved to um, uh, uh, LA and I don't know who it was. Whoever was in accounting at NBC, I was like, I'm trying to get an apartment. Can you just tell them that I already got paid? And they were like, yeah, if they call you, we'll tell you. We'll tell them that you are getting paid. Cause like in L. A., they like want to see your fucking pay stubs and stuff. So they were like, <laughs> "We'll we'll send you the pay stubs and we'll make sure that they know you have a job." And I was like, "Thank you," <laughs> because they make it hard. But yeah, I like. Uh, that was my biggest pivot was like moving to L. A. After like uh, a year of being like, "I'm doing it. I'm I got. I'm working on TV," and then fully one hundred percent fucking cricket. i did like also (laughs) i did like 40 packets like yeah if you ever see like a late night show or something every couple like maybe once or twice a year they'll ask you to write in the voice of that it's like colbert will be like write 15 jokes in the voice of colbert I fucking did like four Colbert packets, three Jimmy Fallon packets. (laughs) I did two Kimmel packets. I did some Conan packets. I did some packets for shit that ain't never made. Air. I have a folder on my computer that's like literally 50 fucking packets for shows. I did not get not the first fucking job. Not one. It was really hard. And then like a year later, I got to be on Busy Tonight and everyone's like, you did it! But like nobody knows that like... I did it. For a long time I was not doing it. It was hard and I was broke and I was crying.
0: And then <laughs> and they're like, "Can, really can I just take you to coffee and pick your brain?"
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're <tell> like me, <laughs> and, and, and they're like, "Tell me the shortcut." And the shortcut is you go to Oklahoma and you do a weekend of workshops. You get some money, and then you fly back to Tallahassee, and you.
0: Wait. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the <laughs> truth? What I actually think the shortcut is, if you want to make it in entertainment, yeah, I've thought about this a lot because I've been doing this longer than anyone on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that the shortcut to making it in entertainment is being your truest self, and I think that that's the shortcut to making it, literally anywhere. Yeah. And like I think Shantira that what Casey said is right. Like you had spent almost a year traveling the country, reconnecting with people and being your truest self and reconnecting with the thing you loved, improv and teaching it. And you released all the ideas of the other thing of like what you should be or where you should be or whatever. And when you walked into that office with us, you were the most sparkliest version of yourself like what we see here today too you have just continued to be like the most sparkliest version of yourself and like that's the fucking shortcut man sometimes it takes you like a little bit of time to figure out how to get back to yourself because you think a thing is very important for you to be so you're trying to be that thing but what we love about you and what all these people that wrote in it love about you and like what I'm going to miss talking to you every week so much is just that you're you and there's no one in the fucking world like you Shantira.
2: oh thank you guys so much I'm not going to cry mm. yet but it's coming
1: <laughs> <laughs> well wait let's read another let's read another um, letter speaking of being yourself um from jennifer she says thanks to shantira for teaching this middle-aged white lady what we fuck with her means this white lady isn't (laughs) tricky but she fucks with shantira (laughs) i know i didn't use that
0: right
2: (laughs) you did you did you did that was good she did
0: (laughs) oh jennifer
2: I mean shout out to the community of this podcast has been so wonderful like it's been like like i got my breast reduction because of this podcast the women in this podcast sent me recommendations sent me to doctors that they had already been to like and so many women like have emailed me and have been like now i'm probably gonna cry and then like hey like I'm getting a breast reduction because of this podcast. Like I talked to my husband about this and he fully supports me. I talked to my sister and she gave me the episode after your um, breast reduction surgery and I'm gonna do it. Like I'm doing it right now. Like I made the appointment, like I'm figuring it out. And the community from this podcast has been like so, so wonderful. And like you guys send me messages, I can't get to all of them because DMs are deep. But I will say that like, I really appreciate you guys for being so kind and so wonderful, but also like we talked about this before about how the government has failed us, but we took care of each other and this busy, this podcast, the community of women in this podcast, we take care of each other. And it's really been wonderful. Like, thank you for all your GERD recommendations. I'm going through them. Uh, Thank you for that. Like I found a plastic surgeon to give me a major surgery because of, women who listen to this podcast also like sending a message to a stranger is very brave but like if you think <laughs> about it, it's like famous and you're like i'm gonna send this famous person like people will be like i know you're famous and i'll be like girl okay but thank you <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like obviously i'm not angela bassett but like it's like i'm gonna message angela bassett today that's how it feels to me (laughs) and if you did that it's really really brave also like everybody doesn't like advice but like you do it for the greater good so you'll be like I think this really helped me would you I hope you watch this like all of that's really brave so like shout out to all the really brave like people who listen to this podcast and who come together in this community because we really have taken care of each other. And it's been like life changing. Like my whole life got changed because a lady sent me a doctor in LA and (laughs) like
0: truly (laughs) in a DM. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was a letter from a listener named Megan. Mm It's a very long letter and I'm going to, I'm going to just going to jump, jump around She's forever grateful to you because uh, in the past fall, she was having issues with discomfort and pain in her lower abdomen. Mm -hmm. And so she went to, after listening to Shantira talk about, and lis- about listening to her body and advocating for herself, I scheduled an appointment with my doctor. They discovered I had an ovarian cyst that had grown substantially. They'd need to remove it. It was an easy surgery, no issues. Afterward, my pain stopped, but I was still feeling discomfort, the same discomfort at my post-op appointment. I didn't plan on mentioning it, but I kept hearing Shantira in my head telling me to listen to my body. Like, that's fucking amazing. And she says, luckily, I have a doctor who took my discomfort seriously and ordered a CT scan, and they discovered several masses in my abdomen, and I was diagnosed with a progressive and extremely rare lung disease called, (sighs) I cannot pronounce it, lymphocytosis, Or LAM, lamb. This disease affects almost entirely women. It's exacerbated by estrogen, meaning both pregnancy and birth control. Fun. Um, Thumo. I don't know what that is. And collapsed lungs. Pneumothorax and collapsed lungs. Well, if I'm not on the set of ER and I don't have the doctor telling me how to pronounce (laughs) things, it's really hard for me. You know what I mean?
3: Pneumothorax
0: and collapsed lungs are very common with this disease. Um, And particularly that's concerning during this pandemic that stars a respiratory Mm -hmm. disease. So anyway, Megan says... I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't had Shantira's voice in my head telling me to speak up and acknowledge that my body was trying to tell me something wasn't right. I've recently begun treatment and medication with a pulmonologist. I'll be monitored closely for the rest of my life, but I'm only lucky enough to be receiving treatment because I listened to my body. So Shantira from the bottom of my heart, oh no, I'm going to cry. Thank you for setting that example and for giving others the strength to do the same it saved my life. I hope Shantira knows what an amazing impact she's having on listeners. Megan. Oh.
2: <laughs> I do a lot of bullshit on here, so thank you so much. Um, I think one of the things we started this podcast was because people don't listen to women and um, uh, the fir- at the end of the day, you should listen to yourself. So there should always be someone who's willing to listen to you if you're willing to listen to yourself. And I think that that is something that is, we're told not to, we're discouraged from listening to ourselves constantly. So I think that like being your own biggest advocate is really hard. But like I said before, treating yourself the way you would treat your friends really helped me a lot because... I would tell my friends to go to the doctor. I would tell my friends to listen to their bodies. So uh, you're all my friends, and I'm so happy that you did that. Um, listen to your – like, we know what's up. Women are, like,
0: fucking powerful, which is why they try to take our power. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are the witches, mister. We, <laughs> we are, are the, witches. the weirdos.
2: <laughs> um, but I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you, and um, – Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Listen to your body be knowing. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) You guys, on that note, I just want to say, re the conversation we had last week about women's health and midwives. uh, I've been doing a lot of investigative journalism, a.k.a. Googling. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Casey and I have been sending some things back and forth. I've been talking to with my... Friends at the Center for Reproductive Rights, and uh, and other friends that I have that are like uh, working in this space, and know people who are working in this space, and I think that what we're going to try to do in the next bit of time is focus on a few uh, places around the country that have midwives um, who are doing, you know, who are opening practices and and doing this work, and we're going to try to help fund them financially with the help of all of you. Um, There are a lot of specifically black midwives in different parts of the country that are like, yeah, no, no, we are already doing this. Thanks though, Busy. Um, But we're taking (laughs) this, but we are going to take the health of our, the community and like the women in our community into our own hands, but they need, they need money and they need funding and they need help. And so we're going to come up with a plan and I'm going to get back to you on this one. Um, but I also encourage everybody wherever you are to like, look into it in your own communities and like, let's truly take it back. Yes. Take back our yeah. bodies. Cause we yeah. are the ones that can listen to ourselves. What Megan says is so powerful. Um, but it's, compounded by one sentence which is that I am lucky enough to have an amazing doctor who took my discomfort seriously and ordered a CT scan and that is the thing that many black women in this country by POC like uh, like not are not uh, just many women also just women aren't taken seriously. Yeah. Aren't
1: taken seriously. And also like, you know, the way that medicine is designed and studied and it's geared toward men, men's Mm -hmm. bodies are studied and they're, that's everyone's medical knowledge is based on the, it's Mm -hmm. the standard on, um, the way that men's bodies work. So, you know, for example, so many women have you know, gone to the ER, feeling uncomfortable, feeling nauseous, having a sore arm, and it turns out that it's a heart attack that's presenting differently than you'd see uh, with a man. And it's just that these things haven't really even been studied. Women haven't even really... And then, you know, the physiological differences between men and women, between different types of women, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's, there's just... There's a lot that we don't know. And you spend every moment of every day with your body. So nobody knows it better than you. You know, when I, um, we talked about this a little bit last week when I gave birth to my first son, I was in the hospital for a really long time because I became ill in the hospital. I had like an infection as a result of having a cesarean section. And, um, they were giving me intravenous antibiotics and I have really terrible veins. Like I've always mm-hmm. known that when I go to have blood drawn, it takes so many tries um, and my, my veins kept collapsing. So I'd have to get this IV put back in. Mm-hmm. And then they had a pediatric anesthesiologist come in to put an IV in a vein in my ankle because I had no more veins. Mm-hmm. Oh my and God. not do it he couldn't do it and he was the nicest man and he cried tears and I said why are you crying and he said I just feel so bad I keep sticking this needle in you and it's not like I'm here to do a job and I can't help you and I feel like a failure and so I'm like comforting this doctor you know (laughs) saying like it's okay you tried your best you know and so they got this real tough like uh IV nurse to come in and she found some vein like way high up on my arm and it really was painful to get this IV and um, it was painful to even feel the medicine going into the IV and I was mm-hmm. like I feel like I can taste the medicine in my mouth and it's making me feel sick and just all this stuff anyway. And I just had this sense that the like that vein was going to collapse really quickly, and that that IV wouldn't be viable. But um, this nurse came in, and I was like, "If you c- please call my doctor, I'll take one million pills. I'll swallow a million pills if you just take this thing out of my arm. I swear to God." And like I was running like a hundred five fever and like hallucinating. Oh, this makes me so. And I was just like, I, I'll. I'll just sit here and swallow all the pills, as many pills as you say I have to take if you just take this thing out of my arm. And so when that IV failed, <laughs> that ner- which I, we knew it was going to happen, that nurse just was like, you know, I'm going to just... I'm just going to give you the pills. And it was like a lot. I had to take like a lot of oral antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And she just sat with me and she was like, I saw how upset you were. And I was thinking of my daughter. I have a daughter your age. And so I just pretended that I couldn't find the IV nurse to come back. And so, like, I'm probably going to get in trouble. (laughs) But, you know, but so anyway, I swallowed all these, like, whatever 40 pills or something. And then I went to sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, I was great. (laughs) fine I was no longer like infection gone and you know and I'm not saying like these IVs were making me sicker I just I think like the trauma was probably contributing to like me not being able to like get back on my feet but like thanks to that one nurse who was like baby I'm gonna listen to you because you remind me of my daughter
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I, I think that like the thing too is like pain feels bad but pain is good pain is a warning from your body like bodies are fucking insane like Mm -hmm. it's so wild like obviously like i'm not a doctor eh, but if you just like your heart's just beating from the all the time just you (laughs) go to sleep you go to the grocery store you watch uh love island like your heart's just fucking going dude so like if (laughs) you feel pain (laughs) the bodies are amazing but we're like so disconnected from like how amazing everything in the whole universe is because of capitalism but like (laughs) well
0: listen can i just say though in defense of capitalism i love to shop and i also (laughs) and also my ovulation is timed to the moon and i did feel (laughs) the implantation of my child like i'm very in tune with my body and also i do like dresses (laughs) oh yeah i just want to say i don't know if it's like entirely capitalism's fault no i feel like we have to be able to drop in and like connect but
2: if you work three jobs and you come home you know what i mean okay all right right, right, yeah you don't get to drop so many people don't get to drop in so i think that if you are fortunate enough where you do get to like yeah my arm hurts okay see how long it hurts it's not supposed to your body is not you're not supposed to be in pain like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be hurting like it's not supposed to fucking suck to walk down the street and like I wish we had universal health care so everybody could check in on all that stuff but like your body like wants to be chillin. So if, if, if it <laughs> yeah. hurts, you're like, no, nobody's like, I know what I'm going to do to this bitch. I'm going to make it super hard to go upstairs. Like nobody is just like, yeah, I love this. It's a warning. And I think that we should heed those moments when we were like, I don't feel so great. I think I'm going to lay down. I think I'm going to sit down. I think I'm going to drink some water. I think my mm-hmm. fucking abdomen is wrong because you've yeah. had that abdomen your whole life. You know what I mean?
3: Yes. <laughs> so yeah.
2: I, I I really think that you can be your own biggest advocate. And some I I think it's so interesting when people will be like, "No, you don't feel that." How the fuck do you know?
1: <laughs> right. Right. How the fuck yeah. do you know?
2: How the fuck? Yeah. I have had this body my whole life. How the fuck do you know? Right. I know. So that's kind of how I felt also with my like my my gastrologist when i told him i was like i think that this is what my body's doing and he was like 40 milligrams instead of 20 and i was like i'm gonna let you do another endoscopy on me in a year because that is (laughs) what i need to do to make sure i don't have any cancerous cells in my esophagus but i am gonna call call this this other guy because i think that there is a combination of like eastern and western medicine that goes together go to the doctor and make sure everything is right but then every once in a while you just fucking need some 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 pollen from some tree that (laughs) that you need that'll make you feel better so i think that being open to knowing that like sometimes it's not more milligrams sometimes it's something else that that's also be open to that too
1: Yeah, everybody's, like, very limited to the knowledge that they have. So that's, you know, like, think about whatever you do for your job. You don't know everything about, you know, if you teach literature, you don't know every book that's ever been
0: written in the world. You know, you're just limited to what you know. It's just so unfortunate that we spent the last period of time in this country listening to a fucking idiot blowhard saying that he knew everything that there was to, that that the that the idea just kept being pushed out into the world that if you don't know everything that that's a bad thing. Yeah. And I'm right. grateful for Joe Biden obviously and Kamala for so many reasons, but mostly that they're like, "Hey, I'm actually not the best at transportation." I'm actually yeah, not right. the best. I'm actually not the best. I don't have a degree in sciences. You know, yeah. I'm good yeah. at I'm good at this thing, and I can identify these things. But I don't have to be an expert on everything. And even experts delegation. call <laughs> delegate, in experts. Yes. yes, and even yes. experts delegate. call in experts. And it's like you're not a fucking. You are an expert on your own body <laughs> mm-hmm. right but other than that guys you don't know everything Thank I remember God. back in high
1: school <laughs> I I was in I think I, I think it was like a, a biology class and I raised my hand and to, to ask a question of the teacher um and I asked my question and she said you know what I don't know, but I'm going to find out and I'm going to get back to you. And that was a huge epiphany for me that I had so much respect for that woman to bravely stand up in front of a classroom of teenagers. The most terrifying thing probably that anyone does. That is in the, the world. most
2: terrifying thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Of <laughs> teenagers is the scariest thing in the world.
1: Agreed. <laughs> right. Agreed. We can, all, we can all agree and- on that. <laughs> And to say, I don't know the answer to your question, but you know what? Let's find out together. I'm going to, I'm going to find out and I'm going to get back to you. And she did. And I realized how much respect I had for that. And I've really maintained that throughout my life to have like really mad respect for someone that is like, you know what? That is not something that I know, but let's find
0: out or let's
1: like keep pushing until we find out.
0: That's when like Courtney, like what I learned most from Courtney Cox is that she was never yeah. afraid to be like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you don't just go along and pretend like you know what everybody's talking about <laughs> at all the time? So, oh, okay. Wow. Because I do. And then,
1: (laughs) well, there's people that do that. And then there's also people that sometimes like not only go along, but like bullshit like they do know. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, yeah, because remember, you told me this is how this works. And that's how that works. And it's like it turns out that it was just like some fucking fairy tale. And now two people look stupid. (laughs) Like I'm like, why would you bullshit about why bullshit? Also surrounding
2: yourself with people who aren't afraid to tell you when you're wrong, which is another thing that that administration was bad. Uh, My girlfriend was telling me about like this doctor who was like this blowhard surgeon who like everyone was kind of afraid of came into this uh, operating room and like started was like, okay, we're doing this foot surgery. The nurse, all of the residents, they were like, this is not a foot surgery. He's wrong. Mm. And nobody said anything. And they let him oh do a foot surgery. No, no, no. They, no, would no. Not, they would not. They would not. Nobody wanted to tell this man whose ego was so big that he had surrounded himself with people who wouldn't tell him he was doing the wrong fucking surgery.
0: Also, I hate that guy, oh, though. Oh,
3: Lord.
2: Obviously, yes. <laughs> Uh, but that's the thing too it's like surrounding yourself with people who are willing to be wrong or willing to not know everything I mean when I was in college also shout out to people who were in college who this is a thing that I did I paid so much money for that fucking education if I (laughs) don't understand something I raised my hand they'd be like okay moving on and I would literally raise my hand in a math class and be like I do not understand what you just did I need you to do each step and I need you to explain it to me. And then they'd be like, okay, great. I'm a teacher. I love fucking teaching. And then that teacher would just like do all this fucking shit that was so hard. And then after class, people would be like, thank you for asking. I didn't understand either. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say anything.
0: <laughs> I'm I so like- proud. But this is what I'm saying, <laughs> Shantira. This is like one thing I love about you so much. And I've learned so much from you. Everybody's learned something from Shantira. You can't help but like come in contact with Shantira and not learn something I've learned many things (laughs) but a giant thing I've learned from you is like just advocating for yourself and being like yeah actually I don't mm, hi can you like run over that one more time for me it's like I I deserve all the information I don't this doesn't you know like I just feel like that's really difficult a lot of times for especially women to speak up and say and I'm so appreciative of um, your openness in all of that
2: Guys, I really I, have to I definitely pee. Took can the I bullet. go pee?
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, go pee.
0: I, had therapy. <laughs> no, I pee. had therapy for two hours before this, and I drank a bit—you know—one of my big cups of water. <laughs> go, go. And then I just drank go pee. a drink and a half of my drink. Okay, I'll be back. Super, super, super coffee, 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 super, super, super coffee, coffee. Listen. I woke up two days ago, exhausted. I made my super coffee and boom, boom. (laughs) I was up. I was ready to go. Super coffee is like the healthy, delicious alternative to sugary coffee drinks like Starbucks Frappuccinos and other iced coffee or energy drinks. It's made to power your entire day with its unique combination of caffeine, healthy fats and protein. It provides a sustained jittery free energy with no crash if you know me you know how much I enjoy combining protein and fat (laughs) and caffeine in a coffee drink and therefore super coffee is the coffee for me I don't know if you know this but a grande starbucks frap has 52 grams of sugar and 370 that's calories. Much.
1: It's a lot. And if you
0: do count calories, if that's something that you're paying attention to, that is equivalent to like a small meal. Really? Or a regular meal. Yeah. Well, super coffee is naturally sweetened and contains zero, zero grams of added sugar and 10 grams of protein and only 80 calories Per bottle, I will say this everything that they make that I've tried is delicious they have creamers yeah. they have pods they've got grounds I've been using the grounds a lot and then they have the ready to drink coffee which I also love with flavors like vanilla white chocolate peppermint caramel hazelnut coconut mocha and so much more
1: <laughs> which one do you love I love white chocolate peppermint. You love peppermint too. You love peppermint. I do. Chocolate chip ice cream. So I feel like you should try that one because I think you'll really enjoy it. And I love all the creamers because it does make your coffee feel like a little special
0: treat. It's a little treat. It's a treat. I wish we yeah. had an office, Casey, that we worked in. <laughs> and we could have those creamers in the fridge and we could be using them in our coffee. Super coffee has a 60 day money back guarantee, meaning guys, if you don't love it you get your money back. No questions asked. We've worked out an exclusive deal for Busy Phillips' is Doing Your Best Podcast listeners. Receive 25% off your entire first purchase. We recommend one of their best-selling variety packs or bundles because then it's a great way you get to try all of the flavors and they are all delicious. So to claim this deal, go to drinksupercoffee.com slash busy or use code BUSY, B-U-S-Y, at the checkout. Super Coffee, also available nationwide in over 25,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, Kroger, and CVS. How are your Brooklyn and Pink Sheets? I love them. I'm obsessed with the Brooklyn and Towels and was started by Rich and Vicky. We love them. We're, sta- <laughs> we're stands
1: of Rich and Vicky. We're Rich and Vicky's stands. Yeah, we
0: are. They tried to find beautiful home essentials and they're like, but hey, listen, we don't want to spend an arm and a leg. And you know what? They couldn't find it. They yeah. founded Brooklyn and That was their answer. It's the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. It has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They're so confident you're going to love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. It's so much more than sheets. It's comforters, pillows, towels, loungewear, and more. And their sheets come in sateen, linen, cashmere, classic (laughs) percal, I personally, I personally am like on board with the linen. I just love that linen. I have I, the classic. I love, li- I love a crisp classic sheet. I like that for you too. Um, here's what I'm going to say, <laughs> guys, I've been a fan of Brooklyn since long before this podcast, if you have not shopped on Brooklyn and I was in a store, not a joke. Where was I? I don't know. I was telling someone about Brooklyn and yesterday, I was like, Oh, you don't know what Brooklyn is. <laughs> You don't get your sheets from Brooklyn. Oh, the girl that's <laughs> teaching me pole dancing. Yumi. There you I was go. Like, I said something to Yumi about Brooklyn and she asked me where my towels were from. And I was like, because I bring towels because I sweat so much when I do pole dancing. I brought my <laughs> towel and my pole dancing teacher, Yumi, was like, that towel is amazing. What is it? And I was like, oh, I got it on Brooklyn and you don't buy things on Brooklyn. And she's like, no. I was like, you got to get on Brooklyn. But if you do, <laughs> you have to use my special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code BEST to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself to start off the new year. To help you do that, take this special offer from Brooklinen. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code Best. You get $25 off When you spend $100 or more Plus free shipping I'm trying to talk quietly So you really pay attention (laughs) Brooklinen.com And use promo code BEST at checkout I sleep on their sheets I wipe my body down with their towels Especially when I'm pole dancing I love me some Brooklinen Go get it tell you a story i have a 12 and a half year old who at this point sometimes is like i'm not taking i'm not washing my hair i'm not interested like birdie is very cool it's challenging hair oh it's challenging hair yeah Yeah. always has so can't can't blame bird no i smelled their head this morning when they came to hug me and it smelled so effing delicious and i was like (laughs) what happened And Birdie was like, I used my Function of Beauty hair products. And I added a new scent this month. And that's what you're smelling. And I was like, I would like to eat your hair. It (laughs) smells so good. It smelled fruity and delicious. It was so clean. Birdie's hair looked perfect. This is what Function of Beauty does for me and can do for you as well. Listen. (laughs) Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. So here's how it works in my home. I took a quiz. Bird took a quiz. We had Cricket take a quiz. And we came up with what our hair goals were, the type of hair that we had, like what we were looking for. We chose our own colors and fragrances. I personally went fragrance and dye free. If you're a subscriber, you get access to more exclusive colors and scents, which is what Birdie got. And then Function of Beauty (laughs) goes on and creates the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, delivers it to you along with fun seasonal stickers and the instructions that you need. Honestly a purple shampoo has been very helpful to me of late because my hair has been quite brassy in New York. Anyway, Function of Beauty also creates formulas for body and skincare. So you can customize your beauty routine from hair to toe. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash best. Take the quiz and save 20% 20% on your first order that applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash best to let them know that we sent you. Guys, that was truly epic that I, how much <laughs> I just peed. Like also that. can yeah, I yeah, just yeah. tell you that was, a that was about advocating for myself because I had to pee for the last 30 minutes. Sometimes and sometimes just then I was like, at some point I was like, I'm sitting here not listening to my bot. We're talking about the thing that I'm not go, doing. Go go, do it. And then you'll enjoy right. yourself more when you come back. Ugh. And now you can totally. like,
1: now it was probably hard to concentrate before and you are uncomfortable. A little bit. Now you're comfortable. You can concentrate. I feel great. You know what's weird? Um, do you... I always count when I pee because like, you know, I have like a little OCD issues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and no matter whether I only have to pee a little bit or I have to pee the most. What's your number that I have. It's, Twelve, no matter what. I always key <laughs> the length of counting to twelve. Wait, how funny that like I knew that you had that... one
0: number that you got to.
1: It's always twelve. Even if I just like yeah, there's a like, little bit one, of P or a lot of p 123456789101112 12 One, two, three, yeah. four,
0: five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ten, eleven, twelve.
1: One. No, <laughs> no 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 I count Three. the same pace every time it's just the volume of pee that's coming out like well so maybe it's that's like your bladder a-
0: mm, your bladder's a yeah
1: 12. <laughs> oh I like that yeah my bladder's size 12 bladder
0: <laughs> I love that um well guys you never asked me what I was doing my best at but that's okay
1: we were waiting I was gonna point I was gonna point out that we never got to what you were doing your best, best at because at. we got on some tangent we I guess we were talking about Chantéra.
0: All right, I'm, I'm ready doing doing on a your big best day. Step. Besides advocating for yourself. That's it, dude. <laughs> I'm doing my best at living like Shantira this past year. Yay! Week. Truly. <laughs> like, I'm doing my best at, like, identifying, like, truly identifying the things that I need and the things that I want in life and in work and all across the board and being unapologetic about it as opposed yeah. to, like, being weighed down by ideas that have been like ingrained in me since I was I don't know probably like pre-birth I don't even fucking know where these ideas come (laughs) from but um but it is true it's like it's definitely kind of the impact that like seeing you like live your life and how you do it and how you express what it is that you need and all of those things so I've been like doing my best at living like you and uh I really have. I've just been I've been working on it. And then beyond that, um. Hmm. I changed my earrings out, those piercings that I got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you did? The I ones did. that were like the one that was infected? Well, no. There were two that were infected and those ones are gone. I took those out. <laughs> Yeah. I listened to my body because you know what my body said? No. No. That's yeah. too many no. fucking piercings, We're busy. Take yeah. two We're of not them. Into out. These two. And you still <laughs> have four on one ear. That's enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, so those guys healed, and then I was able to switch out the earring, and then I switched out the upper earring on the other side. And I was very happy about that. And uh then I was thinking just today I wrote this Instagram post I like have not been I would say personally that I have like not been as like open on Instagram in recent times just because I'm like uh, same I think we're I think everyone's (laughs) moving out of Insta world I've been yeah I thought creeping out yeah, yeah I I felt I feel that vibe but like also I just was like I, I yeah and I just wasn't I wasn't really interested in sharing things on there oh, whatever mm-hmm. anyway but today this morning early I did share a bit about what I was feeling because a year ago I was in London with Birdie to meet Birdie's favorite YouTubers and it was like this whole journey that we went on together because they were having such a hard time and I was just, like, grasping at straws to try to, like, t- do anything to help Bertie feel better or see that they were worth everything in the world. And obviously, I used all my frequent flyer miles <laughs> to do that. Um, although, like, honestly, who fucking cares about frequent flyer miles now? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we're I'm really happy I didn't too. get... I didn't get a card like when I was
2: getting my grown up card after I got rid of my gap card, 23% interest (laughs) really fucked me for a decade, y'all. Once I got rid of my gap card, I was like, I'm going to get like a a grown up card that I can pay off and that might help me. And I was like, maybe I'll get airline miles. And I didn't do it. You know what? I'm happy because I haven't
0: gone anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere. I mean, right now there's nowhere to go, but. I yeah. did. And, and a year ago, this was like a big decision. Cause like I come from, my dad is a major like points guy. You know, I yeah. like come from like a points guy family yeah. and mm-hmm. <laughs> like my parents literally, my dad was like a businessman who f- flew a lot for work commuted all over the place, saved those fucking miles for so long, rolled them over is like in the million mile club, whatever. And has my parents have taken like beautiful, luxurious vacations. And my dad's like, ask me how much it cost, And he's like, he's like $14. So like you flew first class on Cathay Pacific for $14. And he's like, yes. And that's just because your mother packed her hair, dryer you know whatever like <laughs> like truly so for me a year ago to be like I because I also I'm the I'm my dad of the family like I'm the traveling businessman of the family mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've like traveled so much saved up all of my frequent flyer miles had my credit card that got my miles whatever and then my kid was like in this super dark place and I was just like I'll do anything what is it what's the o- what's anything and birdie was like i want to i want to meet my favorite youtuber so i was like yeah i can make that i'm gonna make that happen used all (laughs) my frequent fire miles and then a pandemic happened so no one's flying anywhere anyway i can accumulate more it's fine i'm glad i used my miles on that but yeah i was like reflecting on that trip and how i actually had therapy twice today I had therapy with my therapist and then Mark and I had therapy it's a lot of and then we had this it was a lot of fucking therapy today (laughs) but um but I wrote this post because I was thinking about how we talk about pivots I was thinking about that thing that like people say it gets better you know and When you are, and Casey knows this too, like when you are a parent or a caregiver or a sibling or like somebody that's with the person who's going through the thing, you have to like remain steadfast in your, like it gets better, it gets better, but for them, for their sake, but like internally you're like, what if it doesn't and like, what if this is it and you know. And then what am I going to do? What are they going to do? What are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? And I was, I'm so grateful to have Casey as my friend because Casey went through so much as a parent and has seen every kind of thing, like truly, but I post like, so I posted these photos and I wrote this thing, like this very, like, like really, truly heartfelt thing this morning about birdie and and I posted this the last photo is a picture I took of birdie and me from the other night like I think it's Friday night or Saturday night or something and like I often think about if I could go back in time and show myself one picture do you ever think of that well you
2: can't I mean this sounds weird but like we me and my partner do it all the time like because i genuinely what is time we always joke about it but like i don't think that it's linear i think that every version of me is ex- in existence right now so like i feel like the future version of me comes back to tell me that we're doing okay and is it string version, theory i'm not that? smart enough to know if it's string theory. okay but like, this is like just this is the just many what, worlds theory yeah the many worlds theory right so like Six-year-old me is happening right now. 18-year-old me is happening right now. 23-year-old me is happening right now. And then, like, I'll have, like, a revelation about, like, 10-year-old me. And I'll be like, okay, like, I'm going to go tell 10-year-old me that, like, this is fine. Wait till you see 33-year-old you. Like, remember when you watched this show and you thought it'd be cool to work on it? Like, (laughs) I know it's really hard right now, but just keep waiting. It's okay. Or, like, 23-year-old me, I'll be Hmm. like it's okay to like not be good at this. I know you think that it's bad that you're not, but it's okay if you're not good or it's like you should kiss this person. Like
3: (laughs) some of them are (laughs) trivial,
2: but I I do, but it makes me feel better at least that I will be like, oh my gosh, like so many people have so much trauma when they're younger. And it's like, oh, like think about seven-year-old you right now and how you wish you'd live somewhere else, did something else were someone else, and then just be like, hey, buddy, guess what? Like, this is you. You're pretty fucking cool, and you made it. And, like, I think (laughs) that that really makes me feel better. So I think that you should take a moment today and be like, busy from last year I know you thought that it would be so hard and it was but like I just want to let you know that like busy right now we fucking did it and I think that like (laughs) it's really healing
1: so I I do it all the time I do the same exact thing I you know because I was you know it's hard without getting too deep without turning this into therapy but like my childhood was hard and um I was very lonely like I think a lot of the things that were hard about my childhood would have been better if I hadn't been lonely on top Mm -hmm. of it so there are some times when I just like travel back as my adult self to just sit with little me and be like I know nobody's here right now you know but like we're here but, together
2: but we're here together and we did it and I think that like subconsciously sometimes I'll be like I'm really worried about that and then I'll be like oh man future me is telling me that like we're good and I'm like <laughs> I can do that I can go back to like you'll, you'll find a job it'll be okay I'll go back and just be like it's okay to do this major like you're making good decisions like it's okay that if you went to school in your hometown when you're 35 and everyone's $80,000 in debt, you're going to thank yourself. You're going to thank 18-year-old you because you, th- you can thank past you too. Like I'm really grateful yeah. that 17-year-old me who went to the computer lab at school because I didn't have internet in my house uh, f- applied to that school and made a really grown-up decision that I hope was the right one. I go back mm-hmm. and go, hey, you're 17. This is a really good decision. You're doing a good job. Yeah, like I think you can that also you need that.
1: You can also tell your prior self that you deserved better. Yeah. Like, you know, like in a situation where, you know, where just whatever happened was a bad break, whether it was like bad luck or whether it was someone that treated you in a way that you didn't deserve to be treated. Like it's very helpful to tell yourself you deserve better. You deserve better than this. And like, you know, that's just the truth. And it's, it's good to know that truth.
0: So do it busy. (laughs) No, I, I, it's so funny. No, I do. I mean, that's what I was thinking about today. I was thinking about like how hard it was and specifically like the darkest, my lowest moment was a year Mm -hmm. ago. And if I, and maybe I did, maybe I like showed a year ago, me that picture Of me and Birdie, like mirror selfie vibes here in New York and how incredible they're doing and how much, much changed and better it is. Like, I moved through it. They moved through it. We all moved through it. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's... um. That's really interesting that like what what you guys are saying. I never thought about that in that way. Like I never thought about it in that way, but yeah, like What does it's it almost hurt? like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. The first it time hurt. the
1: first time I ever I ever like had this idea to do or I don't even know if it was an idea, it was just something that I pictured. I was in like uh one of those um sensory deprivation saltwater oh, yeah. tanks yeah. and like I hate those. I just but pictured yes. my adult <laughs> I just I, I hated it too but I got like a membership and so I had to go because I'm so cheap I can't stand to use like anything that I you know if I paid yeah. for it I'm using it even if I hate it and so I <laughs> I kept going and there came a time like halfway through where it actually was like kind of, like, trippy, mind-blowing epiphanies, like, every time I went in there. And that was the first time that I ever pictured, like, my adult self just going to my little self and being like, this fucking sucks, girl. It it really sucks. You deserve better. Let me hug you. Let me pick you up. Let me stay with you while you're alone. And then, like, my life was different after that weird float tank day.
0: All right, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, float tanks aren't possible right now. Pandemic. But... (laughs) I do love Taking this a quiet moment. Yeah. Taking. A I quiet do moment. feel like this is a nice thing to leave a- us all on. What? Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this is a nice moment to end our pod on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Shantira. I'm going to, I'm going to, is it weird if I visit you? If my, <laughs> oh, I, was... visits...
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you can do
0: that. too. Sarah, we,
2: I, I we kn- love you. I know you. I know you love, here's the thing. If you go to like 10 year old me, And you tell me that the girl I'm watching because I I, there's two shows. I'm sorry that my power must have been too strong. So you and Malcolm (laughs) and you Malcolm in the Middle and Freaks and Geeks came out like I think the same year. And I like them both so much. I had no supervision when I was watching TV. So I was watching those (laughs) two shows. And I remember being like, I have to watch both of these so they don't get canceled. I really put a lot of pressure on myself (laughs) Uh, because I remember watching it being like, I like both of these shows so much. And I was like, I don't understand a lot about ratings, but I do know that they're both just starting and I think a show that I really like called Wonder Falls had either just gotten canceled or something. But either way, I really liked I the show. And I loved Wonder Falls, like, yeah. It was so good. And I was <laughs> like, I really don't want this to happen to these two shows. So I'm sorry if all my power went to Malcolm in the Middle. But if you... <laughs> it's okay. Busy, it's okay busy if you went to like 11 year old me and was like hey that show that you're trying to keep on the air sorry it's not gonna happen but you will get to work <laughs> <laughs> with busy <laughs> phillips i would be like i've never met anybody on tv that's crazy so please go <laughs> visit me and then i won't feel so bad because i really did it really did i really did blame myself a little bit because i didn't finish all the episodes <laughs> i did it and i was like damn it I missed I missed the finale and I really fucked up I really it was, a lot of, it was a lot of pressure
0: on me to keep television shows afloat oh my god well listen I guess all things being equal I'll take this controversial I'll take freaks and geeks being canceled just so that sorry. we ended up just so that we ended up here today you know what I yes. mean
2: so I'll take it Okay. But please go visit ten year old me because I really I really put you. Really I am I'm the about bit. to visit ten year old you. I have, I really, I really have
0: one push, more April spritz. Really. And then I'm
2: and then I'm in. Um also tell her tell her she doesn't have to focus so hard on Mac 'em in the middle. They're fine. Maybe I Yeah, they're fine. Ship. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> After watching them both, I was like, I don't need to worry about Freaks and Geeks. I got too complacent. And I Listen. put all my energy
0: into Malcolm. Listen, <laughs> Frankie Munoz has season tickets to the Clippers. He's like, he's doing fine. He's doing uh, great. Yeah. Still, to this day. Well, you guys, this is it. We did it. Chantira, we did it. I love you so much. It's so weird. <laughs> God, it's so weird. I just... Mm. Really love you so much. See you later. I'm so I know. I'll see you soon. I mean, obviously, <laughs> but like, and you're going to come back when you're not, when you feel like it, but like it, I am so eternally grateful to you saying like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, and giving so much of yourself <laughs> to the people who listen to this podcast and to me and to Casey and, um, and being so generous with your time and your energy. And I, you're just like, you are, you are truly one of my favorite people in the world. And I always love what you have to say. And I'm going to miss you every week in this way, but I won't miss you that much because I'll be watching you online and we'll be texting <laughs> also we have a group chat whenever something gets I know we're gonna be fine I'm not I'm not I'm not super <laughs> concerned about me we're gonna be fine but uh but I just do want to say like I really appreciate what you've given to everybody and I appreciate like how open you've been to receiving from people too because I think that's really important and um and look, you got, like, you have a whole new body. Now you got, got a, whole a whole new bod.
2: body. I got a whole new body, you when,
1: <laughs> when we started, when we started to make Busy Tonight, um, you know, I think, you know, we wanted to make a TV show. We had certain ideas about what we wanted to do. And, uh, but also really at the heart of it, for me, the important thing was making a community. And I wanted to make a community that was... People watching the show but also wanted to make a community that was people working behind the scenes mm-hmm. and like that team was remarkable you were a remarkable part of that team and it ended prematurely people say it all the time people that I really respect in the business are like they always want to talk about like what happened we and why it happened <laughs> <laughs> we were robbed but I am so grateful that we got to like extend a little bit of what we were doing there. And it Mm -hmm. made me so happy today when you were talking about the community of this podcast and what that's meant for you. And uh, because like, that's all I ever wanted to do. Like that's all my whole goal in life is to like make a virtual place where people can meet and just talk and see each other and hear each other. And you have been such a huge part of that. And I feel kind of funny because I feel like I'll be sad next week when we come back to do the podcast and you're not here, but right now I'm just really excited for you. Um, you Thank you. You know, (laughs) me too. Thanks you guys.
2: Um, I love you guys both so much. Um, like you changed my whole life when you gave me that job. Like, I don't even think you know how, um, important it was. Um, And uh, a wonderful community of women out here. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Nelson and Io, who (laughs) 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 are the only two men who work there. (laughs) Also, they held down the fort yeah and then also eric popping in because you know we're gonna get a text message if i don't bring him up (laughs) for sure (laughs) um but you gave me such a wonderful community of friends out here which is really hard to do when you're a (laughs) grown-up without taking a class (laughs) um uh such a, a wonderful community um a wonderful like place to work like it's really hard everybody has a horror story and um i've been fortunate uh, to only have had like a couple and they've all been men who aren't you guys. So there we go. Not surprising. Uh, Not surprising. uh, (laughs) But, um, you created a really wonderful experience in my life after I had like a really hard time. So I'm forever grateful and really thankful for this community. So like at first it was a job and now I got a whole new body and it's like, shout out to y'all. Uh, big things. Um, I love you so much. I love this podcast. You guys listening. I love you. Um, Listen to your bodies, listen to yourselves, be your own biggest advocate. And then um, uh, post more pictures of your babies and your dogs because that's my vibe.
3: That's Um, her vibe. (laughs) That is 100%. (laughs) Um,
0: You guys, we love you. We do. Subscribe, download. We're going to put smash that merch up. Smash that that subscribe, baby. Smash
3: (laughs) that
2: subscribe.
1: (laughs) Subscribe, download. New merch is coming. We're working on it. Oh, our merch uh, is so soft, the- you It's so soft. It's so it's cute. So oh, it's so
2: soft. It's so soft, y'all. It's soft. And as guys, you. <laughs>
0: uh, we love you so much. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: Oh, no.